Norwich, Norwich, and 94.5 W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. More gunfire in California, this time in the San Francisco Bay Area, shooting at a gas station. Shootout at a Valero station on Oakland's MacArthur Boulevard killed one person and wounded at least seven others early Monday evening. Responding officers with the Oakland Police Department found shell casings, but no victims at the scene. Several victims were learned to be in stable condition after taking themselves to local hospitals for gunshot wounds, but one person died. No arrests have been made. The incident happened just a few hours after another deadly shooting Monday in the San Francisco Bay Area where a gunman killed seven people at two locations near the coastal community of Half Moon Bay. 67-year-old Chun Li Zhao was arrested in that shooting. I'm Jennifer King. And police still don't have a motive for a deadly shooting in the Los Angeles area. The death toll, 11. In the attack at a dance studio in Monterey Park, Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna says investigators searched the home of the suspect, 72-year-old Hu Can Tran. We recovered one 308 caliber rifle, numerous electronic devices such as cell phones, computers, etc. Items that lead us to believe the suspect was manufacturing homemade firearm suppressors. The audio from ABC 7 Los Angeles, the suspect took his own life following the attack. Chase Bank blames rising crime and vagrancy for its decision to close some of its New York City ATMs early by 5 or 6 p.m. The cash machines located in the vestibules of its branches have until now been 24-7 locations. Chase not the only bank to limit the hours of its vestibule ATMs for the same reason. Watching Wall Street, the Dow is down 175 points, the Nasdaq off 55, and the S&P trading 23 points lower. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Some senior Ukrainian officials have stepped down amid a corruption crackdown. The deputy head of Ukraine's presidential office has quit after the president pledged a staff shake-up amid high-level corruption allegations. Kirylo Tymoshenko asked to be relieved of his duties, according to an online copy of a decree signed by President Volodymyr Zelensky and Tymoshenko's own social media posts. Neither have given a reason for the resignation. And local media is reporting Deputy Defence Minister Vyacheslav Shapovalov has also resigned, alleging his departure was linked to a scandal involving the purchase of food for the Ukrainian armed forces. I'm Charles de Ledesma. France has repatriated another group of women and children from areas of Syria that had been controlled by ISIS. 
The latest return of French nationals who had been stranded there, this group made up of 32 minors and 15 adults. News and analysis, townhall.com. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Uh, be careful out there. There are going to be some slick spots. Breaks of sunshine today. Breezy highs in the low 40s. Tonight, partly cloudy, 27. Tomorrow, cloudy with snow developing by noon. We've issued an alert for this potential for some slick roads tomorrow afternoon. Snow changes to a wintry mix and eventually rain at night. It'll be breezy tomorrow with highs in the mid to upper 30s. Thursday, lingering rain showers in the morning, becoming partly sunny in the afternoon. Highs in the mid to upper 40s. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney with you all a great, safe, and healthy Tuesday. 35 in Norwich, 38 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. Governor Ned Lamont was in Waterbury yesterday to announce his legislative proposals on gun violence. And during a visit to the police department, Lamont highlighted several points of his plan, which calls for spending an additional $2.5 million on community violence intervention plans, banning open carry, and limiting handgun purchases to one per month. The governor will present his proposals to the General Assembly next month. Connecticut spent over $5 billion on state employee pay for the first time ever in the fiscal year that ended last June. The state's overall employee pay grew by 10% in the 2022 fiscal year, despite an overall reduction in the number of state workers. Overtime spending rose by $26 million and paid classified as other jumped by $77 million. The pay of employees accounts for around a quarter of the overall state budget. Last year's independent candidate for governor, Rob Hodling, has been hired for a top position in Governor Lamont's administration. Hodling was announced yesterday as the governor's appointment to deputy commissioner of the Department of Economic and Community Development. Officials in Lamont's inner circle apparently were impressed with Hodling's performance in the debates during the campaign last fall. He's currently employed as a vice president at Webster Bank. And the average price for a gallon of gas in Connecticut this morning is $3.30. AAA says that's a dime increase from last week. Rhode Island's current price is $3.35. AAA again reporting that's 10 cents up from a week ago. The national average this morning, $3.44 a gallon. Partly sunny, breezy today with a high of 42.35 in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH, and now Stu Breyer. Can I hear you correctly that you said that the governor said that uh, you can only carry a gun one time a month or something? No, buy a gun. Buy a gun. One gun a month to buy. One gun a month. Not carry. (laughs) All right. Sorry, I got carried away on that one. Yeah, I carried away with a no carry. You can buy it one gun a month? One gun a month. All right. That's a new one. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, that's a new thought. Well, sooner or later, you knew this was going to happen. What? I got this from the Better Business Bureau. Keep me up to date on scams. Scams. Better Business Bureau alerts. Marijuana dispensary scams are on the rise. And here's how to spot them. Hmm? How the scam works. You do an online search for a local marijuana dispensary. You find a new place that seems legitimate. They may even offer home delivery. Hmm? Have dope will travel. (laughs) At first, everything seems normal. You call the dispensary and place an order. Then you make a payment through the digital wallet app, like Zelly or Cash App. However, the company then informs you that you need to pay another fee. In most BBB reports, the dispensary staff insists that the extra money covers delivery insurance or is standard for all new clients. 
fee is typically a few hundred dollars, but the scammer promises you'll receive a refund once the delivery is complete. Sure you will, yeah. Don't fall for it. Once you make a payment, the person you spoke with will disappear. No. Yes. Oh, how could they? The company becomes unreachable. If you sent the money through the digital wallet app, it's unlikely you can get it back. Similar scams, con artists take your money but deliver fake products, fake pot. Hmm. One consumer purchased edibles from a reputable-looking company. You know, grass in a cookie. However, when the product arrived, uh, they threw the packages away after putting one of the edibles in my mouth, tasting chemicals, and experiencing a burning sensation. Mm -hmm. Not only can imitation products cost you money, but they can also be harmful to your health. So there's our tip today. Our avoidant scam of the day. Oh, man, it just never stops, does it? They're always finding a way. So have you ever danced the polka? Never. Never? Well. I heard you have the king of polka on today. The king of polka is on today. Yeah. Dick Peller at 1 o'clock. You know, he's retired, but I... I know. can't picture him really retiring, but he's retired, and... uh, when people talk about polka festivals, immediately they say, Oh, Dick Pillar, Dick Pillar, Dick Pillar. Yep. I have a friend who was in his band. Oh, really? And um, it's, it's a great story, how we all started. And uh, So you've never tried the polka? I don't know. I, never. I, I have one time, and I thought I was going to get thrown out a window. <laughs> really? It's very, very fast moving. You very have to fast. Really keep of, up with it. A lot of slinging and flinging. Slinging and, and flinging, but uh, mm. everybody seems good-natured. Well, I'd hope so. When they're doing the polka. So would you like to come in the studio and try it? Come on, Marty, Is Dick here already? Because I don't know how. I would have to have a lesson. Strike up the music. Yeah. The band has begun. Hey! The Pennsylvania polka. I'm sorry I don't have the Kentucky polka. Yeah, it's Pennsylvania. That would be up your your alley there. Yeah, the Kentucky polka. So a little bit of polka music during my lunchtime oldies. Uh, here How would there. you describe polka dance? I don't, I don't. I think that if everybody did the polka in the the whole world, there would be no more wars, because I've never seen a happier bunch of people. Really? When they were doing the polka, hmm. everybody's in a good frame of mind. They're smiling. They're laughing. So I'd like to see Putin. Putin and the polka. The Putin polka. The Putin polka. Yeah. Yeah, he'll withdraw from Ukraine immediately. And Kim Jong-un. The un polka. Doing the polka. The Kim polka. And who else do we have doing the polka? Yeah, in, in the uh, leader of China. <laughs> yes. Right. Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping polka. The ping polka. The, ping polka. the, the Putin polka and the Xi Jinping polka. And you yeah. would see everybody would become nicer people. Because they'd be so out of breath, they, would, they wouldn't want to hurt anybody. And the Armageddon clock would go backwards instead yeah, of forwards. Yeah. That's supposed to come out today, the Armageddon oh, clock. Oh, really? Again? Like, how close are we to Armageddon? <sighs> if we get- did the polka like you suggest, it would go backwards. Are you getting the information? Yeah, when it's going to be, what time I hope today? To, I don't know what time it's coming I out. I don't know what time it is. I, I don't know what time. I'd the, like to know because i got a lot of things I want to put in We'd like place. to know when the end of the world is coming, yes. We've heard that for how many years? Because maybe I won't do my taxes. Oh, yeah. Don't send them in yet. It's going to come before, you know, April. Look at you, trying to save a buck. Oh. All right. Well, have a wonderful day. (laughs) Have fun with the King of Polka.
Gay with laughter, they're happy as can be. They stop to have a beer. All right, we'll talk to the Andrew sisters a little bit later on there. It's time for the number test, one test, talk test, show test, of test, Eastern test. Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. So please, if you are thinking of ordering uh, cannabis online, don't do that. I mean, there's I'm sure there's legitimate ones, but... Uh, Better Business Bureau is getting a lot of calls now on this, so um, take heed. Just go to your local uh, your local store. That should be safe. Hmm? I know one opened up in Montville. How to avoid similar scams? Research businesses before making a purchase. Look up marijuana dispensary reviews on third-party websites before trusting them with your business. Keep an eye out for reports of scams or poor customer service. Just listen to our show. Look up a dispensary's name along with the word scam to find reports of shady business dealings. If possible, visit the company's brick-and-mortar store before buying anything from them. Use digital wallet apps with caution. Keep in mind that sending money through digital wallet apps is essentially like paying cash. If you find out you were scammed after sending money, you won't be able to get a refund. The best practice is to use digital wallet apps only with people and businesses you know and trust. And don't pay for services or products before you receive them. While you may need to pay in advance for products that will be delivered to your home, try not to do this with a business with which you aren't familiar or one with poor reviews or none at all. Scammers often ask consumers for payment for products that don't exist and then disappear. Do you ever believe that 20 years ago I'd be reading this? <laughs> Delivering pot to your home. This portion of our program is an open topic. We'll be doing the polka later, 889-5252, and welcome to the program. Good morning. Welcome, Father Stu. Hello, Boston Benny. What's up? Well, I heard what you said about people dancing the polka. Yeah. Do you have, did you ever dance the polka? No, but I've come close to it. You came close to it? You just did the poke? No, I just did not on the dance floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about you? Maybe a couple of times, I think, and um, you get a pretty good workout. Yeah, you know, do, they were doing a, a, I don't know, a, a time where a lot of people were dancing in this country. I think it was during the disco. Yeah, the disco is popular. There were people that went out dancing a lot more than they do now. I'm sorry that that's the case, but maybe it'll come back. And certainly but, Dick Piller, who's on my show later, uh, was po- responsible for a lot of that with his polka festivals. Well, because you haven't discussed Dick who? Dick Pillar. Uh, Pillar, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've only heard his show a few times. Yeah. When I wasn't really listening to you, uh, you know. He's just re- uh, he's just recently retired. He's going to talk about his yeah. uh, very exciting life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think his show used to come on on, on the weekends. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you said what you said may prompted me to think that Mr. Pillar and the people who are into dancing, like, I, I did some research last night, it's 
you know. Yeah, there's still some ballroom dancing. Yeah, there's some wonderful dancers, and uh, but they need and more places to go. Tragically, what happened out in California? I looked into that. They they just, love to dance. Just horrible, horrible stuff lately. Just the be- the worst. Yeah. But what you said about I think you said something about people who dance the polka. I believe dancers in general that they're happy people and they're not into. They seem like the happiest people I've ever seen. Yeah, they're not into the Putins of the world. No, no. They might be able to send a message to the Putins of the world, and I, I think that's what the dancers should do. They should come together and say, "Hey, look, try dancing to see what happens." You know. Hey, there's some countries that don't even allow music. Yeah, that's, see, that, that's, I don't know what that's all about. It's, I don't know what it's all about, but um, <laughs> it's just shameful. I like shameful. to see the dancers, but it's like I've been contacting some of the ballrooms. Uh-huh. Suggesting that they, you know, try to make our country safer uh, collectively. We, to them and get people back on the dance floor again. Well, it makes people it'll make people happier, but usually the good people are happier. So, okay, so I'll be listening. All right, buddy. You. See you at the dance party. Okay. See you later. Hello, welcome to the program. Morning, Mister Stowe. Hi, Larry. Thanks for the stuff. I'm looking it over that you left on the. Uh, oh, pretty pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah, the chief is going to be on the fire chief tomorrow, and then we'll. Try to get somebody who is a volunteer firefighter. I've already put a call in, so... Yeah, after you read that, you can probably ask him some questions or just read something right from the article and ask him if he can explain it for us. Well, that's got everything in there, everything in the article, so thank yeah, you Yeah, very that. good article. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't want to hear anybody complain about the temperatures anymore around here when it was 63 below zero in China yesterday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, uh, I guess they can't afford global warming. I couldn't believe that, reading that in the day this morning on the front page. <clears throat> yep. 63 below zero. That must be cold, huh? I guess so. You can't even uh, comprehend that. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regarding Mr. Lamont, um, this is really re- this is really something. You, these guys go to college for this stuff. You're going to limit the gun purchases to once a month to discourage illegal resales. What in the hell does that mean? That's what I was trying to understand with uh, Marty when he said that. I just... It was First of all, he was can't odd. do it. He'll never get it passed because it's going to fail in the Supreme. If it goes to the Supreme Court, he's mm-hmm. vi- that's a violation of your Constitution. Constitution says you can bear arms. It doesn't say when you can uh, buy arms, or you can only buy arms on Saturday, or you can only buy arms once a month. It doesn't say that. Okay, and he's not going to get away with this. And during his entire article, if you read the entire article, Mr. Lamont's gun measures. Where did it mention one thing about incarceration? For having an illegal gun, or having an illegal ghost gun. They never talk about that, Larry. Illegally. They never talk about that. Never talk about it. <laughs> yeah, where once? Try to find it once in his article, in a day. And there's not one one thing um, re- regarding that that specific thing. Right. It's not the good people. The good people and the responsible people buy guns. For a couple of things, one they want to go out and shoot and and uh, and practice with it and so forth, and the other group of people want it just because they feel safe if they have it in their homes. That's that's and that's that's ninety nine percent of the people are responsible who own guns. They go through classes and so forth. 
I don't care what what they do. They can keep up all their nonsense, okay? But they're not going to stop gun violence until they lock up these punks for owning or, or having guns. If you locked up somebody for one year, not to be reduced, for having an illegal gun, that takes one punk off the street for 12 months, okay? But they let him right back out. No, no jail, no nothing. And what do they do? They get another gun because this one was taken away from them, mm-hmm. and then that gun winds up in a shooting. And these mass shootings, another one just occurred yesterday in California. This is the second or third one in six days. They are not going to stop mass shootings. Not next week, not next month, or not next year. There's another mass shooting waiting in the, in the lines right now within the next couple of weeks. Somebody's planning it right now. Well, Larry, you know that uh, California has one of the strict strictest gun laws, which shows you that shows you that anybody will get one. It's just keeping these people off the street is the, the they key. They have one of the strictest gun laws, along with Illinois, and then they turn around and they let all these people back on the street for possession an illegal firearm. Mm-hmm. No incarceration for anything. No nothing. Well, you're right on the money. When I talked to somebody from the NRA a while ago, they said that, hey, why don't they arrest these people? And Yeah, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. Okay, you can talk all you want about guns, but until you start arresting these punks and locking them up, locking them up for having these illegal guns in their possession and using them, um, you're never going to solve the problem. So let them keep up with all this funny business that they write in the papers because um, it's not going to do any good. And he's not going to get away with this, so I don't even know why he's trying to pass this, that you can only buy a gun once a month. Well, I would have been really, uh, really happy if he mentioned that uh, we need to punish these people. But yeah, it's not they all go for it. They, they all go they, for they, it, yeah. they, they don't want these people incarcerated anymore. Um, that, that, that's it. That's the bottom line. No incarceration for these people. It likes, they want it, rehabilitation. That's what they yeah. call it. Mm-hmm. It's like the gun goes out by itself and shoots somebody. Oh, yeah. That's arrest Mr. The, what's his name? Arre- the gun went off by itself. Arrest the gun. I, yeah, I'd like to see him try to prove that when he goes to trial, that the gun went off by itself. That he didn't pull a trigger. What's his name there? Who was the actor that just did oh, that? Alec Baldwin. But, uh, yeah, Alex Baldwin. I, I can't wait to see the jury's face when they when they listen to that nonsense. A gun cannot go off without pulling the trigger. Well, it's a terror. That's a terrible situation. I mean, obviously he didn't plan to hurt the woman. He, it was just terrible. You know, they're finishing no, that I, movie. Listen, I don't think, even though I can't stand the guy, I don't think charges should have been brought against him or that other woman there, that armor. No, I understand. Yeah, I I think it should have been handled just civilly. They mm-hmm. paid the family all kinds of millions of dollars for the incident that happened. I think that should have that should have been it. I agree I, with I, you. I agree with you. It was just a yeah, horrible, horrible accident with uh, yeah. involuntary manslaughter. Hey, thanks so. for calling. Good stuff. Thank you. Okay. Bye. See you. Hi. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hello, Susan. What's up? Well, I have one scam I want to talk about real quick a for scam? veterans out there. Mm-hmm. My husband handed me this thing because he always lets me sort through everything and then it goes in the garbage or whatever. Well, this one was really weird. Medicare for veterans. Well, everybody knows Medicare comes directly from Social Security and veterans have the VA health care system. And this happened to be a letter from Oklahoma, which is really odd. 
And I'm like, well, first of all, there's no official government anything on it. And then when you open it up, it wants all kinds of information. So if anybody in Connecticut who's an older veteran gets something weird that says Medicare for veterans, tear it up. It's a scam. That is a scam. That's an epidemic. Scams all over the place, huh? Yep. So that was a doozy, but it says, um, I think it wanted like American Legion magazine or whatever, one of them. The most people in America that are getting scammed right now are military and veteran families. Mm -hmm. So there you go. And I would encourage people, go out and buy the day paper. It is loaded with articles. And, you know, Heather Summers is doing her job. She got reelected. Yesterday in the, in the front page of the paper, it, the killer of a Eastern Pequot, his cousin, was going to be let out on the street, which is what Larry is saying. Here's somebody that murdered somebody, and the judges and the courts just go put him right back on the street again. Well, well that's something you and I will never understand. Is against it, and Heather Summers went to the court with the mother of the dead guy, of Sebastian, and Heather Summers wants to create some kind of a bill that won't allow that anymore, that kind of stuff. So that's great. And um, in the opinion page, people want old-time newspapers. I agree with that. I've oh, got yeah, I, I read that. That was a good letter. Uh, we, we miss... Uh you know, the big papers, there's not a lot oh, of pages yeah. in them now, huh? I know exactly what they're like. I, like uh, we've got 60s papers from, well, when Kennedy was killed. And it's like, look at the gigantic papers loaded with everything. And um, they are talking about the Thames River thing. Now, that is national. I heard about that in the middle of the night. Like, okay, you can't have it both ways. You want to take Native American names and, and facsimiles of chiefs off of, you know, sports teams, and you name it, you can't have it. Well, now they want to name that Pequot. It's like, no, you said don't use Native American names, and now they want to do that, and this person is against it. And number two, oh boy. the Thames River is on every map and every travel. You know, you can still get the big travel maps page by page, state by state. But they could do change that now. All right, Sue, i got to take another call, but thanks for your summation. Appreciate it. Right. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on the air. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Remember that song, Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. No, you can't. <laughs> yes, I can. That was a funny little song. Anyway, we, it's good to have you with us here today, with me, 35 degrees at the moment, and you're with WICHAM and FM. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, hi, Stu. Hi there. Hey, so uh, Rainfart's been, been churning out the, uh, the big news lately. Um, no, the latest one that I saw there was Four illegals who were bust from Texas were uh, caught stealing over twelve thousand dollars worth of merchandise from an area of Macy's. Yes, that's right. And this is up in this is uh, in New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, due to bail bond reforms, they were let out without bail. And uh, they've been staying at the Westin on taxpayer expense in New York. And they're, they're ruining it. Yeah, all the, uh, a lot of the hotels are 
housing illegals uh, being paid for by the city government. According to sources at the hotel, many of the illegals are just spending their day drinking, cursing, and mm -hmm. uh, having sex in public and just having a grand old time. Um, but uh, is the government going to stop letting people in unscreened? It, it certainly sounds like there's some bad hombres coming across the border. Yes, there Again. are. Uh, I heard Breitbart this morning. That was uh, I was scratching my head, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm paying for all of these people. It's six hundred and something dollars a pop just to apply to come here. Some people wait a year. Some people wait over twenty years. These guys come across the border, and then because the government doesn't want to send them back, Texas is sending them to these other states. Which good for them. And uh, they're going around committing crimes and uh, just being disrespectful in many other ways. And they didn't wait in line. They just, they just came straight over. I had hoped that the Democrats listening can, uh, can take that as a uh, wait, maybe a wake-up call. They're just going to keep coming as long as we let them in. Well, Eric Adams, it, the uh, mayor, is a very big disappointment. Um, uh, but... You know, I, I, I was warned about him by my friend Pete Franklin in New York that he's not a good man and he's not a good oh, mayor. Yeah. Not a good mayor. He he sounded like a good guy on the campaign trail. Yep. Um, attacking the, a lot of the anti-police people and the uh, it sounded like he was going to bring back some of the old policing methods. But as soon as he became mayor, he started letting his buddies in. And it, 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 he, when he talks, sometimes it sounds like he thinks about his skin color first, which is uh, that, that's a big no as an elected official. Yeah, no, I'm, dis uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm just definitely disappointed. Sad. Anyway, uh, thanks for bringing that up. I want people to know exactly what's going on, and you're yeah. really up uh, on top of it. Thank you, sir. All right, take care. Stu Meyer with the WICH, 889-5252 is the telephone number. We're going to get to some more calls coming up, and all opinions are welcome here, and any topic you like on an open hour. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it, or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy, and Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running, and if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. The Breezeline Winter Cinema Series is back at the Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Their popular winter film series starts January 26th and will feature 20 or more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the Secor Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The Breezeline Winter Cinema Series starts January 26th at the Guard in New London. You've probably heard of the name George Soros. He's one of the richest people in the world. And he does not like this country. And he donates millions and millions of dollars to uh, people who get into office. People who are in control of sentencing. Who are very soft on crime. And he gets an election because money talks. And because they get so much money, uh, they have more advertisements, 
And people fall for it, and they vote for these people. And then all of a sudden they say, whoa, this person's in favor of that and soft sentences and lets people out. Uh, And it's been happening so much, and George Soros' money works. So keep in mind before you vote for somebody, just try to know them a lot better. It's not just because they've gotten a lot of money for their campaign. You've got to know what's going on in their hearts. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning. Hello. Hello there. Uh, you cut me off a couple times. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to. I don't know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to comment on these proposed gun laws. Sure. To my way of thinking, guns don't kill people. People kill people. If Lamont wants to stop gun violence... He has to start arresting people and putting them in jail. Well, that would be a big dent in the crime if people would they would keep dangerous people in jail. Now we have people but who we're commit not crimes. Going to do that, we pick on the object. Mm-hmm. It's a tool. A gun is a tool, like a hammer or an axe. How you use it is up to you. Well, I want people to have a license. I want a good background check with anybody that buys a gun. I mean, I certainly want, if you have a gun that's not they licensed... They already have that in Connecticut. Yeah, they have uh, pretty good background checks, I know. But uh, to tell me that I can only buy one gun a month, do they limit anything else? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's not going to work. If you're a drunk driver, do they limit the amount of liquor you can buy? No, that's a that's an unusual plan that he has. Uh, no, it's the plan of the Democrats. It's been in the works for twenty years. It's it's such a tough subject because because we are so soft on crime. That's right. More we people are. more people want to have guns to protect themselves. It's pretty obvious. Well, I think. You should get somebody from the Connecticut Citizens Defense League on your show to explain stuff. Oh, I certainly. Let me just make a note of that. Because right. I, I was once, th- me and my wife were once threatened with a gun. Mm-hmm. I did what the law said. I called the police. The police showed up. They arrested the guy. But it took me months to get him into court. The New London district attorney or assistant district attorney at the time was Sarah Steele. And she kept trying to softball me. And I said, no, I want to go to court. It took me about nine months to get the guy into court. What happened to him? Uh, They put him away. Oh, that's good news. But I had to fight for that. Yeah. So. Nine months. Good grief. (laughs) So. Listen, I'm glad uh, it worked out all right. That was a dangerous situation you were in, that's for sure. Well, I didn't have a gun at the time, but I Mm -hmm. know the law. Mm Mm-hmm. And. This. I could have escalated the situation. But I, 
I figured as long as me and my wife were safe you know, that's and the... I could call the police, mm-hmm. that's what I did. Well, you did the best thing. Of course, it worked out good. Who knows what would have happened if... But uh... none of these things that Lamont's proposing are going to reduce gun violence. The only thing they're going to do is hassle the normal citizen. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you, and thank you for the call, sir. Okay. Appreciate it. Civil Defense uh, League, I can check those people out. So as the gentleman was talking about, um, you know, obviously not all illegal immigrants are criminals, but the, some there were some in New York, and they did a big heist, and uh, immediately they're out on the street. <clears throat> How is that possible? Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hello. I was thinking about something, and when I think about uh, Blumenthal and Murphy and Lamont, they seem to be focused on a particular kind of gun, whether it's a ghost gun or an attachment to a military-style gun. You know, I'm thinking um, that's not the only thing that's going to stop mass shootings because there's other things um, that's causing mass shootings like rice cookers, okay, Um, machetes, knives, people overkilling, You know, Uh, there are people, if it's a dangerous person, if it's a dangerous person, then they're going to find ways. However, there are some guns where... uh, you can shoot so many bullets in uh, in a very short period of time, and um, you know instead of uh, three people, which is three too much, forty people could be killed in a matter of minutes. So I can understand people well, investigating certain yeah, guns. Yeah, but you know uh, their focus is on one particular thing, and I think they're they're kind of hung up on this. Ah, uh, um, uh, geez, Sandy Hook. You know, in that, and they're helping the families. It is sad, and they're hung up on two particular uh, style military guns. Uh, But there's so many things that are killing people that are causing mass shootings, or killings, I should say. Uh, Secondly, uh, somebody was wondering about all this... um, building of affordable housing and housing, it's all going to be to house um, the illegals brought here, um, income eligibility, and to help those people and put them in there because they don't know where to place them. Well, we... We uh, certainly don't want to hurt anybody. I mean, uh, obviously, the doors have been open to them, and they're going to take advantage of it because of our president, and uh, so we don't want anybody to be hurt, and so we're going to no. do the best we can to protect uh, innocent people. They're not innocent, so of course, because it's against the law. why this is going up, to me, they want to house all the people that mm-hmm. they're bringing in and being placed into the cities, and... That's what I think. All right. Thanks for your thoughts, for expressing your thoughts. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, sir. Hey, Stu, these are the kind of snowstorms we like, huh? Oh, my goodness. I didn't even have to shovel anything. 
and not to shovel nothing. Uh, nothing. About an inch or two, and the sun's taking care of it. My shovel has cobwebs on it this year, so far. <laughs> Knock on wood. Hey, Stu, this, this uh, president's uh, press secretary, Jean, Jean Pierre, um, mm-hmm. they must program her pretty good, huh? Yeah, she gets paid to lie, and uh, of course there's so much... Uh, I feel bad for her sometimes, because she's got to do so many dances in front of the questions, and... Yeah, I mean, she seems like an uh, intelligent person, but uh, yeah. they send her out there every day on a tightrope without a net, waiting for her just to, just to fall, you know? Well, they got a lot of stuff that they go over with her. She's got a lot of papers there, but uh, things are happening so rapidly, and... It's a wonder she doesn't take those papers and just fling them up in the air and say, you know, I can't lie for this administration anymore. Well, she knew what she was getting into. Uh, I know a, a lot about her background, and uh, she's definitely lockstep with that group. Yeah. However, I do feel bad for her sometimes because, let's face it, she's there she to tell some lies. Sometimes, you know. I know she gets paid a lot of money, so maybe that's why she hangs in there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go back to watching the snow melt. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Thank All you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Hi, WYCH, you're on. Hello. Hello, Stu. Hi there. Hi there. How are you today? I'm okay. Thank you. Hey, I've been listening this morning, and, uh, you know, all about this gun thing. Uh, my theory is guns don't kill, people kill. Yeah, well, they don't mention that too much, though. No, and uh, we're going we're gonna to collect all the guns, and then we're going to find another way to kill people with a baseball bat or a snowball or something. Mm-hmm. Well... How about if we go and and we say, if you kill somebody, you will get the electric chair, and that'll be a deterrent. That would be. I don't know if it would be a deterrent because these people are obviously uh, not thinking right to hurt so many people. But certainly, I like to keep people in jail a longer period of time. Oh, you put them in a jail, you feed them, and, and then they get out again. Well, that's and, it. Uh, they get out again. It, if you kill somebody in hatred, then you should you should pay the ultimate price and be electrocuted. That's the problem there. Never mind collecting the guns. Start cooking a few of them. That'll make them think twice. Well, you hey, some... one other thing. Yes, sir. Is, I was always told when I was a kid that a state police or any any police officer, when they drew their gun for any reason whatsoever. They drew it to kill. They didn't. They didn't draw it to uh, just shoot somebody. It was to kill somebody. And I, I said, "Well, what's the reason for that? Couldn't they shoot him in the knee or something?" And the person came back to me and says, "Well, you know, dead men don't talk." Well, you know, people have said that. Why don't you just shoot the gun out of their hands? But uh, you know, things are happening in a split second, and you think your life's in danger, and. They're probably not going to think of shooting somebody in the toe at that particular time. So I don't know. Did you hear what I said? Dead men don't talk. I get you. I heard you. There's no witnesses. I heard you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That'll get people fired up. Okay. Catch you later, Stu. See you later. Stu Breyer with the WICH up to 36 degrees. Isn't it nice to see the sunshine, huh? You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Hey. How you doing? What's up? What's up? Um, when you're playing poker, play the Jewett City Poker, please. Uh, we got the Jewett City Poker. Sure, we got to get that in, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because in irony, my um, it, it mentions the Riffs, and my mother was a Riff. Oh, your name and, is in the song. The name is in the song. The name's in the song. Okay. And my cousin called today, and he wants to get the Riffs cousins together for a breakfast mm-hmm. in February. So, and we're actually going to meet in Jewett City. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it would be an irony. None of us lives in Jewett City anymore. No more risks in Jewett City, but we're close. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I really wanted to talk about the border and what how more could you over say about it? Fifty thousand came in last month, mm-hmm. which is a new record, and they're up to like a hundred um, that are on the terror watch list that they know of trying to come in, mm-hmm. but they have. Um, a million of um, yeah, a million um, gotaways. So we don't know how many how many um, terrorists had come in through that. So and fentanyl's coming in and it's killing our young. So something needs to be done. Well, it's and criminal. It's call, criminal. So okay, thank you. I will. Bye. Bye. You know, I, please, if you disagree with me, but I think what's going on is criminal. What's going on from Washington? And it just leads right back to the people at the top. So if you disagree with me, by all means, call. I know they're, they're starting to now, it's panicking, and they're starting to blame Republicans for this. Republicans certainly are not perfect, but uh, here we go with the political blame game, because they know the American people are truly upset. 895252... Anything you want to talk about, it's an open forum. Fox News commentary. The wokesters are now offended by an iconic Aretha Franklin song. Is there anything good the left doesn't try to ruin? I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required is offended by literally everything. So much so, I think they spend their days looking for new things to be offended by. Well, this time they're picking Aretha Franklin's iconic hit song, Natural Woman. You knew this was coming. The song is apparently triggering for the trans community since it references natural women, something the wokesters find very problematic and discriminatory. If it's not one thing, it's another, folks. But the left can't make up its mind because one day the feminists are preaching about female empowerment and the next the radical LGBT BTQ movement is complaining the term woman in and of itself isn't inclusive enough. The victim mentality never ends, and this woke ideology will eventually come for every shred of normalcy we have left in this country. Get a new hobby, liberals. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless, at Outkick.com. I think I'll play Natural Woman today by Aretha Franklin. It's a wonderful song. And let's take this call. You're on the air. Welcome. That's ridiculous. I just heard that ad. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Unbelievable, huh? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I call on a happy note because um, I thought of a cute song for a polka. Happy um, note, good. <laughs> well, I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. <laughs> Arthur Godfrey. Yeah, but do you remember that? I do. I mean, I wish yeah, I, I wish you could see that CPTV um, 
right, program that was on. It was all about the you know origin, originators of polka, and of course, Dick Pillar was there. And it was all filmed down at Ocean Beach, a lot of it. It was all, like I said, like black and white, and people you know were in their bathing suits, just dancing. It was fun. Nothing but fun. That's great. Nothing no, but fun. No and beer. problems. That's why I told you. That's why they <clears throat> were having fun, because they were happy. Yeah, but I don't remember any big problems down there. No, never. Was... No, you're right. Everything was... The biggest problem at Ocean Beach was, um, we've got a lost child. Please come to the clock tower. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Ocean Daily. Beach. Daily. It was never me. I was I was never lost. I know where my blanket was every day. No, my, people are afraid of big crowds. They just... My, don't like them anymore. My, my two aunts and my little Italian grandmother, she had a dress. We walked, she rolled down her stockings, and every day we went to that beach. And good times, a lot of good memories. I'm glad it's still there to enjoy. So, All right, we'll talk to you later at 1. I'm going to talk to Dick today. Yeah, and you're going to do the polka. We'll play some polka songs. We'll teach you how. It's not that hard. Look it up on YouTube. You'll crack up. It's real funny. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, and then there's, um, the lady was saying, too, the Arthur Murray Dance Studio. It's still in Niantic. I used to work. Really? It is? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I used to work right on Main Street next to the Niantic Cinema, and um, it's still open. I didn't know that was still around. I know they had one in New London for a while. Yep. I know because I went there. I know they had one in New London. No relation to my last name. That's my married name, but we're not, we're not the dance people. (laughs) Well, okay, um... Thanks for the call, and we'll talk right. to you a little bit. We'll talk, talk to you later. Sure. Bye. Hi, welcome to the program. Yes, good morning, Stu. Good morning. Did you uh, hear about those uh, five police officers in Tennessee getting fired? Yes, I did. That's a story that's unfolding that uh, sounds awfully tragic, and I want to learn more yeah. about it, but it sounds like um, that was senseless it, abuse. They're supposed to come out with a video of, of, the, uh, of it uh, in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it wasn't released to the public yet. So the guy that they uh, allegedly abused did not have a criminal record. He was not armed, and they did a number on him. And uh, yeah, yeah, five five police officers gets fired. Yeah, I, it's a strange story. So they're going to have to be. You could have to be charged down the road. Then once that uh, video gets released, absolutely, you're going to have to charge them. Well, we'll watch and see what fire them. See what the video is, and uh, we'll find out. If if it's bad, they wouldn't have fired him, right? Well, it's a bad accusation, and the guy did die afterwards. And um, if everything they're saying is true, then they will be arrested. Yeah, I have to I have to uh, see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stu, enjoy your rest of your day. Yeah, you too, thanks. Bobby's, you're gonna love it. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our 
our Start Something New sales event. Located on Route 32 in Norwich, just down the street from Mohegan Sun, or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home, where you can easily custom order to meet your needs. In the center of it all, serving southeastern Connecticut and beyond since 1932. No matter what direction you're coming from, all roads lead to Falvies. Hi, this is TJ Falvey. Stop by today and experience the Falvey's difference. At Hall Communications, we've helped thousands of local businesses be heard by their customers and potential customers with their radio commercials. Now we can help you be seen by your potential customers as well. Target your customers where they are with Hall Digital. We'll track them down in their home, their office, at your competitor's business, and send them your message. We can reach people that are looking to dine out or buy a car. Sales, line two. We send them an online ad for your business. We can even send them an ad when they're visiting your competition. They'll hear your ad on the radio and see your ad online with Hall Digital. At Hall Communications, we combine two of the most powerful marketing tools, radio and digital, to get you more customers and increase your sales and profits. To find out more, go to our station webpage and the Contact Us tab to get started. Radio and digital. A great one-two punch for your business. One of our dear friends, uh, Kevin, is uh, going through a lot with a family situation. And he asked me to mention this, and certainly I will, that maybe folks can say a little prayer. He, um... Somebody in his family is very, very ill... And I think it's his bro- it's his brother is is very very ill. He heard the news uh, yesterday, and he just uh, asked me if I would mention it and maybe your thoughts and prayers could go for him and his family. And certainly, one of the uh, we certainly hope that the situation gets better for our friend Kevin. So I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. I do have time for another call if you like it. 889-5252, but let's take a look and listen at the weather. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Partly sunny, breezy 42 today, partly cloudy tonight, 27. Snow develops tomorrow morning, changes to a wintry mix, then all rain. It'll be breezy tomorrow with a high of 39. The showers will linger into Thursday morning, then a nice day, partly sunny, breezy, and warm up to 47. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Couple of odds and ends. The weather un- anytime oh, right, at right, WICH.com. Right. Sorry, sorry, I stepped on your tongue. Um, the uh, unemployment rate in Connecticut uh, is 4.2 percent in December, but the number of payroll jobs declined slightly after 11 months of growth, according to the most recent jobs report from the Connecticut Department of Labor. The number of total payroll jobs dropped by 1,600 or 0.1% in December 2022. The Department of Labor said there are now 1,667,900 payroll jobs in Connecticut, more than 32,000 more than in December of 2021. So, you know, there's some positivity in there. And this uh, came up earlier, but this is amazing when you think of it. On Sunday, China's northernmost city saw the temperature dip to minus 63.4 degrees. Sweater weather. 
That's the coldest temperature measured in the country during modern times, the local meteorologist bureau confirmed. Nestled near Russian Siberia, Mohi, I believe is the name of it, is the unusual location in China with a subarctic climate. While the city of nearly 85,000 is typically cold, the chill over the weekend was truly exceptional, or approximately 36 degrees below normal. The low temperature was recorded by an automated uh, temperature sensor. It surpassed the previous national record of minus 62.1 from 1969. Cold extremes such as these have become uncommon in recent decades because of human-caused climate change. According to this article, global warming decreases the frequency and intensity of historic cold spells. But it does not eliminate them. Why not? That was from the Washington Post. So, uh, how do you explain that? Hmm? You can't. Just can't explain these things, huh? Well, the uh, first of the policy initiatives from uh, Governor Ned Lamont in the early weeks of his second term came Monday with a series of measures he says could curb gun violence in Connecticut. Lamont, why didn't they just talk about the crime? Anyway, Lamont would increase funding for violence intervention programs by $2.5 million. Okay. Strengthen a flawed ban on untraceable ghost guns. Outlaw the open carry of firearms and limit gun purchases to one a month to discourage illegal resales. The governor announced the uh, proposals at a news conference at the Waterbury Police Department. I'd like to get him on the air with me. He's stood me up a couple of times and oh dear anyway I spoke with the mayors of Waterbury and Bridgeport Hartford and New Haven in the trouble spots in the state deemed to be the sixth safest in the United States Republican Bob Stefanowski regularly attacked Lamont's record on crime during the 2022 campaign insisting crime was rampant and out of control on Monday Lamont said his proposals were aimed at focusing on where violent crime is real and at the perception it is more prevalent than data suggests. Doesn't do us any good to say we're in one of the safest states in the country, sixth safest, if people don't feel that way. I agree with that. States' mayors are separately working on an anti-violence plan expected to roll out next week, and the Lamont administration says their proposal released Monday will not be its last addressing gun violence. Don't hear anything. Uh, maybe I didn't read the whole article on maybe locking people up a little bit more. Hmm? In New York, they just let people go right away. Hmm? No bond. You're out of here. I thought the mayor, Eric Adams, was going to take care of that when he got in, but not happening. Hmm? There was a lot of uh, a lot of terrible killings uh, the last couple of days in, in this country, and trying to figure it out, folks. Anyway, I still believe in my heart there are more good, decent people, and you got to stand up for what's right. And uh, let's take a quick look at the forecast before the news. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Partly sunny, breezy 42 today, partly cloudy tonight, 27. Snow develops tomorrow morning, changes to a wintry mix, then all rain 
It'll be breezy tomorrow with a high of 39. The showers will linger into Thursday morning. Then a nice day, partly sunny, breezy, and warm up to 47. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Ken, I wanted to tell you that the temperature now has moved up to uh, 36 degrees. 36 degrees. All right, next hour we've got um, more of an open forum. So, you know, pitch in, give your thoughts, and you're welcome to give your opinion on any subject. We don't screen calls like some talk shows do to make sure it's the opinion of the host. We don't do anything like that. Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310 in Norwich. Home of the uh, Marty Hausberger Morning Get-Together. And, of course, we're on FM 294.0 in Norwich. Let's uh, take a check at the 11 o'clock news. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden's open border policy being slammed by a New York congresswoman, Republican Nicole Maliotakis, says 38 terrorists have been caught trying to cross the border this year on top of the 98 apprehended last year. She asks how many terrorists are among the one million gotaways now living in the U.S. And also she asks why the president made it easier for them to enter the country. And there is this out of New York. Four illegal immigrants who were brought into New York City on buses from the U.S.-Mexico border are arrested for allegedly shoplifting thousands of dollars worth of merchandise from a Macy's. The four men, ranging in age from 19 to 30, are accused of traveling from Manhattan to Nassau County on Long Island to steal $12,489 worth of goods. The men were pulled over in a 2006 BMW with fake plates. Two of the men have been living at the Westin Hotel on West 57th in Manhattan since the they arrived in the U.S. Tasha Stevens reporting. It's getting more difficult to keep track of all of the shootings in California. Bullets flew at a gas station in Oakland, California Monday night, just hours after a gunman killed seven people in Half Moon Bay. Correspondent Jennifer King says one person died in the Oakland shooting, several others hospitalized, no arrests there. Seven people killed in the two shootings in the coastal community of Half Moon Bay, south of San Francisco. A suspect is in custody in those attacks. And police in Los Angeles County have yet to determine a motive in the attack at a dance studio in Monterey Park killed 11 people. They may never learn what motivated the gunman. He took his own life after the attack. Well, it was nice while it lasted. While gasoline was never cheap, the prices at the pump are on the rise again. AAA's national average as of this morning, 3.44 a gallon for regular. Wall Street, the Dow is up 16 points. NASDAQ down 10 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wall, now Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. 
NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg is defending Germany against allegations it's not been doing enough to help Ukraine defend itself against the Russians. Germany is among the allies providing the most military, financial and humanitarian aid to Ukraine. This includes air defense uh, systems such as Gepard and RST, artillery and ammunition. We have recently also announced the delivery of advanced Patriot systems and modern infantry fighting vehicles. Berlin has faced criticism for not sending Leopard tanks to Ukraine. A gold mining company says several workers have been killed after a blast in western Kenya. The company blames illegal mining activities. Mine operator says a wall that was built to prevent flooding and illegal incursion was blasted by illegal miners, causing an explosion. News and analysis, townhall.com. It's been a deadly shooting in Iowa's capital city. Two teens killed while attending a program for at-risk youth in Des Moines. The suspect, an 18-year-old. Preston Walls is charged with two counts of murder and one count of attempted murder in the shooting at the Starts Right Here program. Two other teenage males, an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, were killed in the attack. The program's founder, 49-year-old William Holmes, who goes by the stage name Will Keeps, was injured. Police say Walls and the two students killed all had gang affiliations and were in opposing gangs. They say Walls was on supervised pretrial release on a weapons charge and had removed an ankle bracelet 16 minutes before he went to the school with a gun. I'm Ben Thomas. Citing rising crime and vagrancy, Chase Bank announcing a decision to close some of its New York City ATMs early, closing them by 5 or 6 in the evening. More on these stories, townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Thanks for staying with us. Open forum for this hour. Dick Pillar will be joining me at 105. Everybody knows Dick Pillar, the uh, poker king. So many years, had his radio show and all the big festivals, Dick Pillar's band. What a bunch of great talents, huh? Well, residents are going to vote uh, in the Norwich area on February 1st. And this uh, may settle something that's been around for a very long time. Some municipalities may have one or even no fire departments. Norwich has six, one paid and five volunteer the February 1st special election will decide whether Noach repeals a new version of the city ordinance 817 concerning an automatic aid policy for firefighting. In this case, the automatic aid means the paid fire department joins volunteer departments in responding to some fires and vice versa. You folks will be voting on that. Well, we hope you'll be voting on February 1st. While the pay department and the Democratic members of city council support the ordinance, the volunteer department and the Republican members of the council are against how the ordinance approaches automatic aid, preferring a policy developed just before the ordinance was introduced. And uh, we'll learn about the differences between the two. How does the vote impact Norwich residents? I have the chief of the uh, Norwich Fire Department coming on the program tomorrow. Chief Montoya, Chief Montoya, will be with me, okay? 
Meantime, I can give you a little more background on it throughout the uh, program today. So it uh, should be an interesting segment with the chief. And then we'll try to get somebody from the volunteer fire department as I put in a call for them as well. So we're working on bringing you up to date on uh, so many different things. Keep it here at WICHAM and FM. Stu is with you. Now, I talked about our buddy Kevin. It's his sister. I mentioned it was his brother that was... uh, Well, let's just see. Anyway, uh, his sister went to the hospital last week and uh, had uh, troubling uh, news. Confirmed that she has cancer and uh, it's pretty advanced. She's trying to process all the information she's getting and whether or not chemotherapy is a reasonable route to go or not. She's going to be going into a nursing facility where they hope to stabilize her meds and then hopes that she can go home. And he would appreciate... uh, He's such a good guy. He does so many things for everybody. Uh, Kevin would appreciate the thoughts and prayers of our extended radio family. And he'll try to call in next week. So a little prayer for our friend uh, Kevin and for his sister. Not very good news that he received. All right. We'll be doing a little polka dancing later, but right now we can do some light things or serious things. And the number is uh, 889-5252. Don't forget the 860 You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. We certainly haven't talked about the COVID uh, situation, but it's still very much around, so still be careful. People are not as careful as they were before, and I understand everybody wants their freedom a little more, but... uh, It's still around. Just recently, uh, two friends that I know uh, had a case of it. They were fully vaccinated, but they still came down with it. There's an article today about a vaccine could become annual like the uh, flu shots. Americans will get a clearer idea of how often they'll roll up their sleeves for COVID. I just roll up my sleeve and keep my arm out the window. Uh, COVID-19 shots when advisors to the U.S. regulators meet Thursday to discuss an immunization schedule that looks more like the one used for flu. The plan would have health officials meet each June to review which strains of the virus should be included in COVID shots to be deployed no later than September of the same year, according to documents released by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration ahead of the January 26th meeting. Moderna and partnership of Pfizer and biotech are the biggest makers of doses in the United States. Experts from around the world convene annually to make predictions about which flu strains will dominate during the upcoming season 
and should be targeted by shots. The FDA is looking for similar coordinated effort to take place at least as often as COVID shots. One of the several moves the agency hopes might help simplify the immunization process and encourage more Americans to stay up to date. I'd like to ask you folks out there, for those of you who have been immunized, have you been COVID-free or did you still get the uh, COVID? I'm just curious. I know a lot of folks have gotten COVID. And I just want to reach out to you in my audience. Um, did you get a mild case? Did you Have you gone so far? I hope it continues without catching COVID if you've had a shot. Waning immunity from vaccinations and the emergence of new variants every few months has led regulators to recommend variant-targeted boosters, a tactic that so far has been unpopular among Americans and has even split some health experts on costs and benefits. Just weeks after rolling out the updated BA.4 and BA.5 boosters in September, new mutations were rampant. Now, even as the U.S. sees the rise in an immune evasive variant called XBB, what do they give these names? They're working on potential updates against multiple strains, including XBB, and, and it will be ready to deliver if an update is requested by regulators. Moderna spokesman Christopher Ridley said in an email Pfizer didn't immediately respond to a request or comment. Really, a lot of the American people are now skeptical, and I don't know if it's good or bad about the immunizations. I, I really, it's it's so confusing. And that you're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Good morning. Are you there? Would you like to talk to me? Hello. Hi. I'm with you. Go ahead. Hey, Stu. Um. Would you like uh, a chocolate? No yes. boost. No vax. No COVID. Well, you've always been that way, so you know, no COVID. Thank God you don't you don't get it. Okay. Um, good. You know, there's a bad reception, uh, you know, with our phone call. But I'm going to go on to say um, today is National Compliment Day. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, that's good. They should be every day, but I'm glad at least they're pointing out today. So what I wanted to say was um, for the and the call-ins out there, that I want to compliment uh, that I take away a lot that they bring to the table regardless of their voting affiliation mm-hmm. or, or their opinions, and I appreciate them. So thank you all. All right, thank you for that. It doesn't matter what your all political right, is, opinions are. You know, we appreciate you checking in, giving your opinions on things. So don't ever hesitate to do it. So have you had the, uh, well, there's so many immunizations now, but have you had the most recent one, and uh, do you feel it's worked for you? Just curious on that front. You know, we haven't had too much on the old COVID deal. I know people are sick of it or getting sick from it, one or the other. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. I can't hear you too well. What is going on here? People aren't hearing me. I'm yeah, it, it's kind of like off in the distance, kind of weird. I'm spacing out here. So do you Do you get the shots? No. You don't get the shots either. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, my husband doesn't either. Mm-hmm. And for this last three years, he went back and forth to the VA. Didn't pick up anything. Good. I mean, that's good to hear. You know, mm-hmm. but like he said, and like Marvin used to say, I went overseas. I've had so many shots. I'm probably covered for it anyway. Um, you know, they talk about the. Uh, did you ever hear Eisenhower's comment on beware of the military industrial complex? Yeah, have I heard Eisenhower's comment? Yeah. I think I've just recently somebody's been talking about it, but uh, yeah, that's well, a long time ago, where Susan. Where the military through the years has pressured the congressman, the senators, and president to actually go into wars and stuff so they can make money building, well, like what they're giving away to the Ukraine, tanks and jets and, and you name it, vehicles, armored vehicles and guns and everything. Well, you know, I always learned um, there's always a reason for everything, cause and effect and all that. Well, guess what? I, shrewd investor, I get bottom line we uh, monthly and it's, uh, it's in a little magazine. And they're talking about the shrewd investor um, in the current market, defense stocks, aerospace. Yeah, Dow Jones wants you to invest in defense stocks, meaning General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman. And then over here you see on the front page of the day, um, they got uh, how to do government contracting, and then you turn and you listen to Blumenthal. And, yeah, he wants to give a lot of military, you know, armament, which would have to be built and sent to them. So my synopsis, what does it all equal out? If there are any congressmen or senators or anyone, governors, that are all out and we're not ever going to stop fighting for the Ukraine. You can darn bet they probably got defense stocks, and when all of these things are built, they're going to be making money. So, Susan, speaking of that, uh, you know, I, I, I am one of those people that, you know, wants to help the poor Ukrainian people who are suffering. But we we are getting in a situation where we're starting to get shorthanded with our protective weapons and that's a serious problem so uh, you're not kidding because the ones that i listen to or even like mark mosaine and all of them and guess who i'm listening to now michael savage he is just like he was on the radio he's on his own podcast on the internet up to date on everything and he is watching this very you know he's heavily into it having you know people on generals and things like that and we gave our oil or sold some, but it went our strategic oil reserves, which are meant for a wartime footing for us, Biden has sent overseas. We're on the very low, low end on our oil, our bullets and ammo are down. And like they asked that guy, the general or colonel, whatever he was, could we protect ourselves? Like, we're giving it all away. And remember, 
how a well, billion or however much it was, 80-some million I mean, or I billion to worth bring, of stuff left in Afghanistan. I wanted to bring that up today, so I just threw it in there. Yeah, how are we going to defend ourselves, you know, if, if we were attacked? So it's not good, I believe, people want it to keep going like the 20-year thing in Afghanistan. But, hey, I was wondering about this. I wonder what George Bush Jr. and the Bush family are making money on, considering they were heavily into oil. I have no idea, but I have to run. Thank you for that. Uh, The Bushes, we haven't heard about the Bushes in a while. So... I just wanted to read a couple of things because the chief is going to be on uh, tomorrow. The uh, fire chief. Fire chief will be on tomorrow. So the decision to hold a special election on the new ordinance decided at the January 3rd council meeting. That election is scheduled for February 1st. It's coming up very soon. So I want to talk about it, you know, periodically so voters uh, can understand it. And I hope there's a a really good turnout. Uh, They'll decide whether to uphold the new ordinance. If the vote fails, neither the November policy nor the new ordinance will be in effect. An automatic aid policy was created at the suggestion of McGrath Fire Study, published in 2021. So we'll uh, be having guests on that. The chief will be in. The chief of uh, the fire chief will be in tomorrow on the program at 10, and I'll be opening up the lines to him. And you're welcome to call in with your questions. And I know folks have had a lot of questions on that. You may have heard during the uh, last hour that the woke people, the woke people who want to change everything, there's a beautiful song written by Carol King called You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. And now that's supposed to be a bad thing. And they want that song not to be played on the airwaves. So I will be playing that song. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. It's the mayor. How are you? Hey, Mayor Pete. Glad you're calling in. I'm. I got the chief, uh, fire chief, on tomorrow, and uh, I want yep. people to be ready for the the vote on February first. But um, what's on your mind today, Pete? Well, I heard you read from a statement that had been printed in one of the local newspapers, yeah, it was, and it was in I the just bullet. want to make sure that people understand. The trial that started November 1st, where they have an automatic aid policy being tested mm-hmm. by all six departments, that continues. It does not end after the vote on February 1st. If the ordinance is repealed by more people voting no, that trial keeps going on, and every month they report to the Public Safety Committee and tell of them what their findings have been. I attended the Public Safety meeting just the other week. And I remember clearly the reports coming from the different volunteer departments about automatic aid, and I remember the report that came to our one of our battalion chiefs, Mark Benjamin, of the Central Fire Department. And he, won, he described the whole thing as a work in progress, but I want people to know that we're going to continue to test an automatic aid policy for the entire six months. This ordinance that was passed was done so without the knowledge of five of the six chiefs, it was sprung on them and sprung on me as well. Um, no input whatsoever, and that's why we're at a, a kind of an impasse right now. But the test will continue for the entire six months, 
Um, even if the ordinance is upheld, the test is going to keep going. It's not going to affect that test, and we need to take, take it out because what they wrote initially with the six chiefs together has already been changed by their findings each month. What they thought would be the outcome has not been. So they've already made changes to the policy. That's why it's a policy that's somewhat living and shouldn't be written in permanent language from a legal perspective until you know and understand how it would be implemented, how it would work. Right now, the costs for fuel, for example, consumption are going up quite a bit as the central department responds to more calls. And the only people that pay that bill are the people in the, the quote, double tax district. So they're going to be impacted negatively if this stands the way it is. That's why you want to test the policy. That's why they said and agreed six-month trial to see where the mistakes will be found, to see what works best. You want the best policy for fire response. All six departments are committed to that. But the trial will continue on regardless of the vote on February 1st. And I also want people to know that the polls have changed. We don't have access to the schools. So if you vote in the precinct where you vote at Stanton School, that's now going to be at Beth Jacobs Synagogue. If you vote at Moriarty School, that's now going to be at the Norwich Worship Center at 165 Lawler Lane. And if you vote at Samuel Huntington School, the vote will now take place at the Congregational Church, 81 East Town Street, right at the Norwich Town Green. They have a small church hall. That's where people will be voting. So three of the six polls are new. Our registrars are testing them out as well because we do have a special election now, May 24th, because Alderman Wilson became State Representative Wilson and had to resign, so there's an election there as well. So this, this vote on February 1st is actually helping the registrar's office, so that's not a bad thing. It was all unnecessary, but the people exercised their right, guaranteed by the Charter, petitioned the right to seek to repeal the ordinance. That's why there's a vote on February 1st. Thank you, Stu. One question, Pete. Are you still there? Yes. All right. Yes, I have. I just want to make sure the listeners understand. They might just say, well, re- reiterate. Well, they're saying, well, if this is not a uh, set in stone, then why should we be voting? Wouldn't somebody think that? The reason you vote is because the ordinance was passed without all the departments writing it. Uh-huh. It was done behind a closed door. Only one chief had access to well, the alderman would... who insisted that this take place that in a very rushed manner. Mm-hmm. And the other chiefs have lots to contribute. Um, the chief of Yannick Fire Department, Bill Ibers, for example, used to run the, the, the training academy for fire people. When they go to get trained, he gets the school rebuilt in Willimantic. His expertise is phenomenal, mm-hmm. yet he was shut out of the process. Why would you take away such an asset? That's... All our fire, volunteer fire departments are an asset to the city. This will reaffirm that. This will also allow the test to move forward, and the system will be improved together. The ordinance separated everybody in the manner it was done. It's not the way to do things. It's trying to build trust in our fire system. That ordinance, the way it was done last minute, with no input from five of the six chiefs, was tearing trust down. And we need more trust in this community as they work together to protect us. I hope we have a big turnout, and we're going to keep pushing it. The uh, fire chief of Norwich is going to be on tomorrow. 
hear what he uh, uh, He's a nice man. I'm sure it'll be a good program. All right. Thanks so much for checking in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sue. Yep, bye-bye. Pete Nystrom, very active mayor that we have in the uh, Norwich community, and we're glad to have him. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm voting now. Okay. That's what the volunteer firemen want me to do, so therefore I will. Um, but I wanted to talk about, you know how the FBI had permission and they went and they checked Biden's house? Do you know that they had permission to to go through all of the house except for some rooms? They had some that they weren't allowed to go in. You're talking about Biden's house or a Trump's? Biden's house. Biden's house. No, I, I didn't. Well, then that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I also want to urge you and everybody else to watch Tucker Carlson tonight, 8 o'clock on Fox, because he's supposed to have Miranda Devine on. Mm-hmm. And what she wrote an article um, and, and, and the New York Post, um, like, like, you know, it, it talks about Hunter and the different deals that he made. Yeah, she was on yeah. top of it from the beginning, Miranda Devine, who's a reporter for right, the yeah, New York Post. Mm-hmm. Now that we found out that he had um, he had classified material from the UK, from China, from Russia, right? Well, deals were made with those countries by Hunter. So it kind of brings it all together. Um, and she's supposed to talk about it tonight, or at least that's what he said last night. So mm-hmm. well, she's um, very, if not, you, very, could read, uh, you could go to the New York Post and Miranda Devine and read her article. Um, I think it, like, it, it, it puts it together where it's definitely, definitely um, impeachable offenses. Uh, she was on the show a a couple of months ago. She's very, very uh, bright, very astute. In, uh, right. Yeah, she's on, she's on regularly on, on yeah. all of the Fox shows. All of the, yeah. All but she shows. was on last night, and um, she talked about it, but he said she's going to be on tomorrow. So I think she's going to talk tonight mm-hmm. about about this and how it all relates. Well, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching as I usually material. do. Mm-hmm. So, all right, thank you. Anyway, bye. Miranda Devine. Quite a writer, and she broke the Hunter Biden story that was covered up, and now even more things are coming out. But some people don't want to hear it, you know. But that's okay, you know. I understand, you know. Like it's disconcerting. I get it. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the program. Hi. I just wanted to mention that there's a sign on the corner of Browning Road and Rogers Road that says, Trust our firefighters, vote no. Trust our firefighters, vote no. Okay. Yes. That's it. Figured there'd be a few more of those around, but thank you so much. I was not aware of that. I haven't seen them. Yeah. I hope folks get out and vote. That'd be great. We'd love to settle this once and for all. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. We've been tossing this story around a whole bunch. Let's see what the chief has to say tomorrow. I'm just going to open up the lines. You can talk to him. I want everybody to have clarity before you go to vote. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. And those signs are out all over the place. 
All of them say vote no? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't seen them, but I, I, yeah. I believe you. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're all over the place. You know, one in Turnpike, these Great Plains, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people have them out in front of the house. So, yeah, just vote no. We should have a city ordinance uh, on how to run a fire department. This is why you have fire chiefs for. The fire chief's not doing a good job. Get rid of him and get to find find somebody else. Put a city ordinance on on how to fight a, how to fight a fire, and to tell a fire when you got a, a fire going on on who to call to come and fight the fire. How ridiculous is this nonsense? So, if there's a fighter in one place, the closest fire department would be the one to go to it. Correct. Listen, if there's a fire. Anywhere, whether it's in East Great Plains in a volunteer section of Norwich or in a paid in the city district, mm-hmm. when the fire department gets there and they assess the situation, they can call who they want if they need to call somebody else. Mm-hmm. They might not need to call anybody at all. Why should it be an automatic uh, uh, call? Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. Automatic, automatic. If there's a structure fire, this is automatic that another department is going to respond to that fire. There's no sense in that. No, I, I. It sounds what you're saying makes common sense to me. I. It's. I don't understand. It seems seems should it should be simple, but obviously it's not. <laughs> well, if you read that whole article I gave you, no, it, it, it is right going to make sense. You've got to read it from the beginning to the end, and I would have that article with you tomorrow because mm-hmm. you might be able to um, ask the fire chief. Or maybe uh, talk to him better regarding that article in the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could go right here. Yeah, so I think that's going to help you out a lot. One other thing on those um, those five uh, five police officers that got arrested. Um, uh, once again, from what I can see, of course, I wasn't there. I'm just going by what I've I've seen on TV and heard. But I guess they deserve it. But one thing. Um, you know how um, here's again with the race situation with this you know how when the white police officers always do something to a black person and they always say the white police officers mm-hmm. you notice that correct these were black police officers these that... were five black police officers you know what they said all day yesterday on the news five police officers uh-huh. never used the word black well, I have heard it. Maybe it was on Fox um, when they said uh, black police officers. I, I, I guess they wanted to make that clear because they're they're thinking, oh, God, we might have a riot or something. I, I, don't, I don't think know. it has to be too clear. If you watch it on TV and you see five subjects on, uh, right across your TV screen, yeah, I understand. and they're all black. I understand. But, so um, did you get an update on that, Larry? That's a hard one to figure out. The guy had no record. He didn't have, was not armed with anything. What was the initial stop? Just, just a motor vehicle stop. That was it, a motor vehicle stop. Yeah. And it accelerated in uh, that situation. I, it's, it's really bizarre. Yeah, I don't even know what the stop was for. I didn't really get into it that much, but uh, obviously it got out of hand. The guy was and, r- uh, ran away because he thought they were going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know. Uh, this stuff. The, listen, I, I don't know what's going to. I, I. I, I don't know if more training 
these new offices are going to help regarding uh, on how to deal with people. I think a lot of this is uh, is uh, psychological, where you 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 have to know. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest thing in police enforcement today is you got to know how to talk to people and how to treat them. Yeah, but it's a very small percentage of police that are in these uh, really serious situations where, you know, you think they're wrong, and why would they do that? I, yeah. Most police well, you know, know what they're doing. You know what escalates the situation uh, all the time? A lot of people don't believe this, but 99% of the time, what escalates the situation between a police officer and the subject that they're dealing with is your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you in trouble all the time. Sure. I mean, obviously, you've been a policeman for many years, and how you approach things is very important, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's one of the most important things in dealing with the person. You see, you go up to the person, and you, see, you start, um, lay the F on the ground. Lay the F this. Do this. F this and F that. No, that's, cra- that's crazy. Yeah. Right. You start using all kinds of uh, language, and uh, that escalates the situation. Well, you're always going to try to be uh, softer at, at first, and then, of course, if it gets out of hand, there's nothing else you can do. But you can't start that way. I agree with you 100%. But each situation more, is more different. Will come out, more will come out on this. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that trial's starting today for that. Um, this is going to be a uh, very interesting trial. This guy that... Um, that lawyer that uh, oh. killed his uh, killed his uh, killed his maid. Well, he, he hasn't been charged with that murder yet. Then he killed his wife and his and his kid out in the driveway. And then he tried to commit. Uh, he had a, a guy shoot him. Yeah. It looked like that he was uh, attempted uh, assassination on him. Yeah, he hired somebody. Uh, we'll, we'll say yeah, yeah. this guy's a real uh, real nutcase. This is one of the most. But they started bizarre. picking the jury yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to be really something on if they convict him, because they have a- absolutely no evidence on 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 him shooting his uh, wife and his son out in the driveway. It is extremely bizarre. Extremely bizarre story. Uh, oh yeah, those who aren't this familiar is one of the most uh, bizarre stories I've I've seen in a long it's time. It's almost hard to explain. It's so bizarre, but um, yeah. So we'll see what becomes of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be very surprised if they find him guilty of all those charges. Well, you know, we we I know, you and I know a lot about it, and you think, boy, this guy really is guilty. But uh, well, we'll see what happens in court. Yeah, you know, one of the strangest things about that case, that's true. They used uh, the wife was shot with one gun, and the son was shot with a second gun. Mm-hmm. So was he trying to play games with the cops, and he and he bought he had two different guns uh, the maid... uh, to try to mislead the police, or was there two people mm-hmm. there? And one shot one with one gun, and one shot the other with the other gun. So the maid who uh, died, she fell down some stairs. Is that what that's they correct? Yeah, yeah, that that was what he said. So and she yeah. fell down the stairs. And that's very suspicious as well. So. Yeah, but the police know that uh, that he probably murdered her and uh, and pushed her down the stairs. Mm-hmm. But that will never be uh, proven either. Well, so. it uh, should be interesting to follow that one. God yeah. knows where it's going to oh. go. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stu. Thank you. So many of these stories. Hey, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi, welcome to the program. Glad you could call. If you turn your radio down, we can chat, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hi. Welcome to the show. There you Boston are, Boston Benny. Thank you. I, I 
had to turn my radio down and also the TV because like oh TV and radio uh, competition. Dan, okay, Daniel the drummer was just in here was watching the mm-hmm. Kalu. You familiar with Kalu? Kalu, what is Kalu? He's a character in the video, a cartoon character, oh, a no, little I, boy. No, I don't know him. No, yeah, I'm Mickey, still a Mickey Mouse Mickey. guy. <laughs> so am I. I think he, Kalu was uh, comes from Canada. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob, he's cute. Video for kids that come from different countries. You know, your grandchild is enjoying that with you. Well, I'm enjoying it with him. Yeah, right. And he just. Grandma just brought him back some cookies. Oh, cookies and cartoons. Was school today, but something. <clears throat> what could be better than that? And cookies home. Mm-hmm. So you know what I called about is what the it prompted me to call was what Larry was talking about. The yep. Former police officer. Mm-hmm. Who I have a lot of respect for. It. I know the police do a great job, as you always. Yeah, say. most of them will put but, their life on the line. I'm going to say something that's probably going to, you know, I don't know how it's going to. Well, it's it's your opinion, and that's uh, my, like that's you say, fine. call it and voice your opinion. Of course, I I, I see in the future where uh, uh, the police departments, for the most part, are going to have to make a, a radical change in their approach to uh, addressing oh, the, the issues in the community that pertaining to crime, violence, and anything related to that. I, I think they're going to have to put police officers in the community, and they're, they're going to have backgrounds in the social work and social services, and they're going to be a part of the community. They're going to be, people are going to relate to them as their neighbors. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a police force that's going to be All right. Well, you know, I appreciate your take on it. Okay. Thank you. Sir. You're welcome. There's a shortage of police. A lot of police are leaving the force because uh, the way they're talked about and treated, you know, if one policeman does one wrong thing, everybody wants to blame every policeman. Does that make any sense? You can do that in any walk of life. If somebody... Uh, has braids and does a terrible thing, you're going to hate everybody with braids. Same thing with priests. Of course, we were astonished at some of the stories that came out, but you're not going to blame every priest for it. It's common sense. WICH, welcome. Whoops. Lost somebody there, which will give me a chance to do this. We'll be right back. like to hear from you. At Hall Communications, we've helped thousands of local businesses be heard by their customers and potential customers with their radio commercials. Now we can help you be seen by your potential customers as well. Target your customers where they are with Hall Digital. We'll track them down in their home, their office, at your competitor's business, and send them your message. We can reach people that are looking to dine out 
or buy a car. Sales, line two. We send them an online ad for your business. We can even send them an ad when they're visiting your competition. They'll hear your ad on the radio and see your ad online with Hall Digital. At Hall Communications, we combine two of the most powerful marketing tools, radio and digital, to get you more customers and increase your sales and profits. To find out more, go to our station webpage and the Contact Us tab to get started. Radio and digital. A this great one-two punch for your business. Why should you have your blood pressure taken regularly? I'll be back in a minute with a few reasons. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. The main reason you should have your blood pressure taken regularly is that most people with high blood pressure have no symptoms. For these people, there is no other way to know if they have high blood pressure than to get blood pressure readings. Slight elevations in blood pressure can be treated with lifestyle and diet changes. But because high blood pressure can put a strain on the heart, arteries, and kidneys, a person with high blood pressure might be prescribed a medication to control it. The goal is to avoid a heart attack, a stroke, heart failure, or kidney damage. Medication awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Thank you, Laurie Lord, and welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning to you, too, Stu. I'm glad to see that the snow is uh, just an inch or two. <laughs> yeah, it's gone bye-bye, sure. that's for sure. A little break, and yeah. then maybe tomorrow. Well, some, hey, Stu, yeah. I'm going to throw the show just a little bit of a curveball. Sure. Uh, you know, most of the topics have uh, certainly not centered around what I'm going to bring up here. Well, that's okay. Um in the town of Griswold on February 1st, there is a referendum. Mm-hmm. I don't, are you familiar with that? I want to be more familiar with it. I, I'm, I'm glad when people call from different towns and talk about it. Okay. Um, the referendum has to do with asking the voters uh, in town and taxpayers to approve what they call a $3.8 million expenditure to improve the Griswold High School's football uh, area mm -hmm. to convert from what it currently is to, uh, an, artificial, uh, to an artificial turf. And that's four. That's four million dollars. Now, I would I would have to say this to that. I went online to a site that is publicschoolreview.com, and it's a it's a site. Uh, it's a, the source is the National Edu National Center for Educational Statistics. And the, all schools in the country are, uh, are 
on this site, as are all of the Connecticut, uh, I'm sorry, as all of Connecticut schools and all of, of Griswold schools. Mm-hmm. And so I want, I want to just take a second here to put this into a perspective. Uh, the percentage of school, students achieving math proficiency in Connecticut is 47%. Reading students in Connecticut, reading proficiency is 58%. So that is the barometer, if you will, of how, how, uh, how things are ranked and so forth. Unfor- unfortunately, for a town asking, being asked for so much money towards a football area, I have to say that what we really need to uh, understand as a voter and as parents, again, if you're a parent out there, do it for yourself, publicschoolreview.com. In the elementary school, we're looking at a percentage of students achieving math proficiency is 27%, which is lower than the state average of 39%. Mm Mm-hmm. The percentage of students achieving proficiency in reading is 36%, which is lower than the Connecticut state average of 51%. There are a lot of statistics that I won't go into related to the demographics of the school uh, in great vice by year and so forth, but uh, you know, I don't wanna, I wanna go on to the, all of the schools to give you a feeling here uh, of how better to spend Money. Middle school. The middle school um, goes like this: a percentage of students achieving proficiency in math is thirty percent, which is lower than the state average of thirty-nine percent. The percentage of students achieving proficiency in reading in the middle school is forty-three percent, compared to the state average of fifty-one percent. Uh, that is. That's important. That's important. Again, um, where we stand as a, as a town. Uh, but let's go on to the high school. Before you go high on school. to the high, sir, sir. Before you go on to the high school. Yeah, the high, the sir, high school. Sir, Overall ranking is is below the fifty percent threshold, which is a, a combination of the two. Math proficiency in the high school is thirty. Reading proficiency is 47 compared to the, to the state proficiency level. So here's, there's a lot of other things I could say, but in short, I just want to say, if the town, if the educators in town, if the Board of Ed, if the, if the um, uh, superintendent of schools wanted to come to the, to the town and ask for money for more teachers, uh-huh. for more more of what it's going to take to make Griswold students more proficient in math and reading, I would be all I would be all ears. But I think it's I think it's irresponsible to ask for so much money for when when we have this existing right now. We can't allow our younger students, our elementary school and middle school students to, to not achieve now 
proficiency. Okay, let me ask the you, sir. Sir, let me ask you this. The town has a public works department. Sir? The public works department can make whatever they need to do for that field. Let me ask you something, sir. Sir? Go ahead. What motivated yes. uh, at this time for them to want to do that with the field? It's a lot of money, and uh, what was the motive? Were there problems? Well, okay. My understanding is that... My understanding is, is a couple things. The field needs attention. Uh, some drainage issues, some uh, some grass. The re- you know, unfortunately, I think what happened here is that the town has not maintained uh, that resource well. Mm-hmm. It needs attention, but not to the tune of four million dollars. It needs it needs annual maintenance. As all of the all areas of the town, uh, little league stadiums or whatever, they have to maintain the the areas, grass seed, fertilizer, lime, uh, and, and maybe a pest control if needed, and drainage improvements. I don't know specifically. Now, if you dangle a carrot in front of a superintendent uh, with a magnificent looking field for, for that kind of price tag. Um, I would say, oh boy, yeah, if we can get the voters to go for it, wouldn't that be a nice thing? I'd re- much rather, much rather hear a superintendent say, we have a problem with math and reading. We need to address that. We need to get people, we need mm-hmm. to address that now. That's the, that is mm-hmm. the board, we're the board of ed. We are not the board of sports. Well, you're and, making well, some so good, you're it. making good points. Yeah. I, I grant you that. When is this referendum? Okay, it is is in the town hall mm-hmm. on February first. February first. Right. Now, the other thing is, if you were to read the minutes of the meeting that this was, uh, the, there was a meeting recently, a special meeting, and if you were to read the minutes of that, you might come away feeling like, wait a minute, this guy who called in doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, the the town clerk um, was probably in sticker shock when she heard the amount because she recorded the amount as three thousand eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but the amount is three point eight million dollars. <laughs> wow, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, you know, this is short notice. Moms and dads, people, people in town who really. Not every little boy and girl in town is going to be on that field. Uh, it's a very, it's a very short-sighted, uh, selfish approach by some people in town. When we have to look at the big picture, and if we have these types of results, and again, I refer people to that publicschoolreview.com mm-hmm. to to get get it firsthand. Don't take my word for it. It's written in black and white. This is a National Center for Educational Statistics. There are there are schools in, in the state that are truly, truly doing very well. Uh, but we, we can't we can't afford this in, in Griswold, Connecticut. We need to educate students today, tomorrow, and into the future. I am surprised that some of those statistics are, are so low. I truly am. I mean, I'm very familiar with the school. I, I lived in uh, Jewett City, Griswold, for a number of years. And... Um, 
It's surprising that uh, some of those are so low. And I understand your point, and I'm glad you called. So it's going to be uh, a week from today at the town hall. They'll be voting on this referendum. Yes, yes, unless they come to their senses and cancel the meeting or cancel the, mm-hmm. the referendum. Okay. Hey, I, I'm glad you called. Um, we reach I out. Too. We reach out very good in Jewett City, so uh, thank you very much. My pleasure, Stu. See ya. Hmm. It's a beautiful school. I know that. WICH, hi. Hello. Hello there. As an intermediary in this situation, i.e. taxpayer, mm-hmm. uh, for having assets in Grizzle, I have the following observation. They are going to use the same drainage. And the uh, reason uh, is the field will be refurbished because it doesn't drain well. But, however, the drainage is being reused because it's adequate. So this means what feeds the drainage is the issue. So how deep does it go? Um, you have, what, four, six inches of loam, and then you go down to another strata below it before you get down to uh, the drainage. The question I asked them is, are they Mm -hmm. going to use shot rock, gravel, uh, processed on the top? They said, no, they're going to use 8-inch stone and 3-quarter-inch stone. And I'm not sure what they're going to do, whether they're going to create various drain uh, pool spots throughout the field or not. They did not have the plan, and they did not present any... any, Issues. You should have got uh, more information if there's going to be a referendum next Tuesday. Yeah, well, they didn't. They didn't show um, what they were going to do, how they were going to do it. And I went online, and online shows a pretty picture, just as it did on a uh, mm-hmm. book I had. Um, so they don't give any details. The devil is in the details of how they build it, and. Uh, they kind of intimated the bids were already out, and but I asked whether the prices were locked in because aggregates are going up all the time, and uh, they didn't give me a very good answer. Uh, one fellow kind of under his breath criticized the way uh, I might have appeared um, because I found out about it only a half an hour before. In other words, I didn't have a suit and tie on. I wasn't uh, pimped up like he was. Sounded like a logical question. I don't know. I wasn't there, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, my point being, yeah, they do need sports. Sports are a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, the town needs roads, too. Uh, $3.8 million will do quite a bit for the town highways. So if, if they do do the project, Mm-hmm. An intermediary is required, and they have to come to a type of compromise. Three point eight million is uh, on par with what they spent on a uh, PGA golf course down at Foxwoods, and uh, it, it's just a lot of money. And I don't think they have to uh, cut the whole thing, and they aren't going to, according to what they said. Yet they uh, advertise it as being a complete rebuild. And it's not going to be a complete rebuild. 
is going to be a rehabilitation of an existing drainage system. Well, I hope people before the referendum will get all the information and then they can help them make their decision uh, next Tuesday. Perhaps you could contact Griswold, the mm-hmm. town of Griswold, and find a company who's building it and have him come onto your program. Well, that would be good. I mean, we have a big audience in Griswold, and uh, I'm glad that the gentleman brought that up. Because, and and uh, the Capital uh, Improvement Band mm-hmm. uh, uh, invited me to sit next to him. It was an open chair. And he said the real cost is $5 million because Ooh. of uh, financing Ooh. charges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So... Well, thank you for sharing that. I have a better idea. Thanks. Yeah. See ya. Because it's almost news time. So we reach into many towns, Lebanon, Ledger, Montville, and, uh, you know, something going on in your town government. We're here for you, too. You know, get a message out. Don't ever hesitate to call the program at 889-5252. And in Buffalo, it's the same number. Don't forget the 860. Okay, 39 degrees and sunny day. Pretty nice January day. We're going to uh, settle in for uh, an update on the news. And then uh, lunchtime oldies and Dick Pillar, the polka king, will be joining me at 105. And I will slip in a little polka music next hour. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. 94.5 FM. W233DB in Norwich. Once again, sunshine today. It's noon. Let's see what's happening. Are you ready? Here we go. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The new chair of a House investigative committee is asking the Secret Service to provide information it has on visitors to President Biden's Wellington, Delaware home at the time since he served as vice president. Congressman James Comer's request comes as Republicans expand their investigation into Mr. Biden's handling of classified documents. Apparently, more of us would rather shut down the government than have the federal government hike its debt ceiling without spending cuts. 56% of Americans would rather see a partial government shutdown until Congress can agree to cut spending or keep it the same, while 34% would rather raise the limit with no negotiation at all. 71% of Republicans and 56% of independent voters would rather have a partial government shutdown until Congress agrees to spending cuts or keep things the same, and 41% of Democrats agree with that. Respondents who make between 30000 and $50,000 a year are more likely to say they would prefer a shutdown over an increase in spending. Tasha Stevens reporting. Also at townhall.com on the international front, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu made a surprise trip to Jordan today. An official statement from Jordan's government said one topic concerned access to a contested site in the old city of Jerusalem considered sacred to both Jews and Muslims, which Jews call the Temple Mount and Muslims call the Noble Sanctuary. Jordan wants Israel to respect an agreement that permits Jews and non-Muslims to visit, but not to pray there. Members of Israel's new governing coalition want equal prayer rights for Jews, which is raising objections from Muslims and Palestinians. Meanwhile, Netanyahu's office said he discussed regional issues, including security and economic cooperation with Jordan, a key regional ally. George Williams reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow is down a dozen points. The Nasdaq off 30 points. More at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. 
we teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. The judge investigating Beirut's massive 2020 port blast has resumed work after a nearly 13-month halt. For more than a year, dozens of legal challenges, many of them from politicians disputing Judge Tarek Bitar's right to interrogate them, paralyzed his investigation. Now, after finally resuming his probe, the judge isn't pulling his punches. In addition to Lebanon's top prosecutor, he's also charging the head of the country's domestic intelligence service and a former army commander. More than 200 people were killed and thousands injured when hundreds of tons of ammonium nitrate exploded at Beirut port. The dangerous chemicals had been stored there for seven years, despite the safety risks. The BBC's Mike Thompson. An earthquake in Nepal, rattling villages in the remote Himalayan mountains, killing at least one person, injuring many. Breaking news at townhall.com. Music streaming service Spotify is cutting 6% of its worldwide workforce. That comes out to about 600 jobs. It's yet another tech company forced to rethink its pandemic-era expansion as the economic outlook weakens. CEO Daniel Ek announced the restructuring in a message to employees that was also posted online Monday. He said the company's operating costs last year grew at double its revenue growth and that it has tried hard to rein in costs, but it simply hasn't been enough. X said he took full accountability for the moves that got us here today. Keith Peters reporting. Healthcare giant Johnson & Johnson beat earnings expectations in the final quarter of 2022, even as a strong dollar and sinking COVID-19 vaccine sales hurt revenue. J&J also debuted with a better-than-expected 2023 earnings forecast. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH. When big desire is the fire in the 
getting warmed up for Dick Piller, the Polka King. Uh, I was chatting with him after the 1 o'clock news. And we just heard from a couple of folks from Jewett City. Here's your Polka! Dance to the Jewett City Polka J-E-W-E-T-T-C-I-T-Y Jewett City, Jewett City Polka do the Jewish city polka. Lots of families squeeze our town. Lots of names are tossed around. From Canada and from France, folks came here for a second chance. Les Français Fontaine former in Cire. J'avais le fils aîné, Leclerc. La flèche, la murelle, Saint John, Caduce, Bon et Laban. Filmé pour son village, Rayou, Vec, Limon et Crotigilo. Morin, City, Rayon, La Pointe, Brissette. Vous soleil, vous les bilalent, of course, Blanchette. Lots of Polish folks live near, these are names you just might hear. Olinsky, Dadowski, Risk, Yureko, Dudek, Mackin, Slonsky, Kaiko. Yazanowski, Loiko, Giro, and Spingilis, Masek, Minta, Piantek, Benes, April, Giro, Zawicki, Dombrowski, Malomsky, Podurgo, Gola, Sanguizdowski. We're an ethnic melting pot, Italian, Irish, Hispanic, and Jew, Black, and German, and many others, too. Gutnick, Dolly, Bennett, Shade, these are folks around today. Brennan, Page, Randolph, and Hicks, Rook and Dwyer, Oscar, Mixed, Nagel, Spicer, Ricketts, Anthony, Blanchard, Maynard, Hare, Papini, Hottie, Joseph, Wakeley, Pedro, De Gregorio, Pape, and Fields, and Cisco, McLaughlin, McGovern, Benjamin, McKenna, McNally, Eichelberg, Stetson, and Gardella. 
Other folks with familiar names, Smith and Williams, Jones and James. There are many more to crow about. Reasons why we'd like to shout. Towns around here are not far. Friendly folks, there are, there are. Plainfield, Moosa, Hopeville, Putnam. Norwich, Potchow, Glasgow, and Oakham. Canterbury, Ballantown, and Baltic, Daniel's son, and Central Village, Griswold, Oregon, and Preston. So you see, we small town folks with Foxwood and Mohegan and Sun cater to big city blokes. We let them have that kind of fun. We like this place, our small town style. Come to visit, stay a while. Join us in the Jewett City Folk Up. Dance the Jewett City Folk Up. Dance to the Jewett City Folk Up. Dance to the Jewett City Folk The singer of that song, Ron Berenger. He's from Jewett City, obviously. Ron Berenger and the Jewett City Polka. That's the name of that gentleman. And uh, really very clever how he put that all together, huh? Let's have fun with our lunchtime oldies. Uh, get you warmed up for Dick Piller. But here's a lost vinyl by the Adrisi Brothers. I bet you haven't heard this one in a very long time. And you may not hear it now. Just going to do a little fixture here. And we'll do that right after this break. And hopefully we'll get that lost vinyl with the Adrisi Brothers. Coming up on WICH. Bobby's, you're gonna love it. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XC Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our Start Something New sales event. Located on Route 32 in Norwich, just down the street from Mohegan Sun, or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home, where you can easily custom order to meet your needs. In the center of it all, serving southeastern Connecticut and beyond since 1932. No matter what direction you're coming from, all roads lead to Falvies. Hi, this is TJ Falvey. Stop by today and experience the Falvey's difference. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Partly sunny, breezy 42 today, partly cloudy tonight, 27. Snow develops tomorrow morning, changes to a wintry mix, then all rain. It'll be breezy tomorrow with a high of 39. The showers will linger into Thursday morning, then a nice day. Partly sunny, breezy, and warm up to 47. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Should we try it again with the weather anytime at WICH.com? Early 38 degrees, and uh, this could be the Idrisi Brothers. See if you remember this song from uh, about 1971, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, we just got some problems with it. 
If I can fix that, we'll play it a little bit later on for you. But I wanted to play this uh, song by Jerry Wallace because this is another lost vinyl, and I guarantee you that it'll work. <laughs> it's called There She Goes by Jerry Wallace. See if this tickles your musical membranes here. Where did that come from? Look, there she goes. There she goes. She's walking away. Each step she takes brings heartaches my way. He's won her heart. I lost her some way. There she goes. She's walking away. If I hadn't cheated, if I hadn't lied. But it shows She's walking away There she goes There she goes She's walking away And each step she takes Brings heartaches my way if I hadn't cheated, if I had lied, I'd be the one walking by her side. I love her still, and I guess that it shows she's walking away. play on that. She can, there she goes. Jerry Wallace, if that voice sounds familiar, he's a, he also had a big hit called Primrose Lane. You may remember that one. Should we try this one more time? We never talk. That's not going to work. I'm sorry. Such a good song. Believe it or not, I still use a turntable, and the turntable is just kind of hanging in there. Got lots of great tunes for you, including a couple of polka songs that uh, we're going to get you in the mood for Dick Pillar's interview. Strike up the music, the band has begun. The Pennsylvania polka. Pick out your partner and join in the fun. The Pennsylvania Polka. It started in Scranton, it's now number one. It's bound to entertain ya. Everybody has a mania to do the polka from Pennsylvania. While they're dancing. <laughs> 
these cares are quickly gone. Sweet romancing, this goes on and on until the dawn. They're so carefree, gay with laughter, happy as can be. They stop to have a beer, then the crowd begins to cheer. They kiss and then they start to dance again. quickly gone sweet romancing this goes on and on and on until the dawn <laughs> gay with laughter they're happy as can be they stop to have a beer then the crowd begins to cheer they kiss and then they start to kiss again They were so special, the Andrews Sisters, uh, one of the biggest uh, vocal groups of the 40s and a little bit into the 50s. And uh, they, of course, entertained the troops so many, many times and traveled overseas. And that's uh, one of their poker songs called the Pennsylvania Polka. So, Dick Pillar joins us after the news. The thrill is gone, there's no desire. Girl, we've got to feed the fire. We've got to get it on again. Work it out together. Learn to love again. We've got to make it This is the song. Hey, girl, we've got to get it on again. Get our act together. We never laughed We used to know so many happy songs We never kissed In the penetrating way that used to turn me on Once there was fire in our lives Silver sparks that used to fly We got to get it on again Work it out together, learn to love again, we've got to make a try, hey girl, we've got to get it on again, get our act together, fall in love again, to keep our love alive. Once there was fire in our lives, silver spots 
Brothers and this call, we got to get it on again. It was their only hit, and it was a good one back in the early, early 70s. 1223, having fun with our lunchtime oldies. Got some great tunes coming up for you. This is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Are you looking for the perfect New Year's resolution? Discover what makes community banking better at Dime with 14 locations throughout Connecticut and Westerly, Rhode Island, including our newest branch in Vernon, Connecticut. If you're suffering from the big bank blues that place profits and shareholders first, Dime is welcoming new customers who've had enough. It's your choice, your bank, your Dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC now open in Vernon. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! FB Netter closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey. Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. If you'd like to drop me an email, is that right? Is that politically correct? If you'd like to drop me an email, stu at WICH.com. Stu at WICH.com. Suggestion for guests. If you have any questions on anything, I'll answer you. I'll do that. The only uh, emails I don't answer is if you're trying to sell me something. <laughs> but if it's a listener that has a question or uh, could be a criticism, whatever, Stu, S-T-U, at WICH.com. And uh, don't forget our podcasts if you miss any shows. When you go to WICH.com, you can link on to Stu's podcasts. And uh, here's something that you may have missed. Maybe it's... Uh, a guest that you wanted to hear, but, you know, something came up and you couldn't hear it. You know, things like that. So, got it all? We got it all. WICH.com. Check us out. In the meantime, how many of you ever went to the Newport Folk Festival in Newport, Rhode Island? They had some wonderful festivals, and they had Bob Dylan there. Bob Dylan, who was known for his uh, great folk songs like Blowing in the Wind and... Uh, just incredible stuff that he wrote. Incredible stuff. But then he changed a little bit. He went electric. He went more rocky. And uh, folks at the Newport Jazz Festival got a little upset with him. But then he came out with these rockier tunes, folk rock, and they became big hits. So after a while, they appreciated him for all of his music, the folk music and the folk rock music and this was a big hit, 1965, for him. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine, do the bumps of dime in your prime. Then you, people call 
say beware, doll, you're bound to fall, you thought they were all.
a variation of uh, early Bob Dylan songs and then became a big top ten hit, but he was booed at the Newport Jazz uh, Folk Festival when he sang that song. And then people got used to it, and he sang his folk music, he sang his rock folk, and everybody was contented. So I talked about this earlier, the woke community. These are the uh, politically correct communities that are trying to change things in our culture. Are not happy with the song by Aretha Franklin called You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Well, we're not going to mess with Aretha's song. Here it is. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day The great Carol King wrote that song. She uh, just turned 80 recently and still writing terrific music and Natural Woman, which uh, we're not going to take off the airwaves. The woke people, they're looking for things to, to, you know, just make them, hmm. What can I say? What can I say? You know, in uh, some schools, they don't use the she, he words. They go they. <laughs> so they, they say they a lot. Oh, yeah, they. Uh, instead of her and him and... Anyway, welcome to 2023. Stu Breyer with you. Lunchtime oldie fun. Hope you're enjoying the uh, 
tunes. We like to mix them up a little bit different every day. How about uh, this guy, Brooke Benton? Sounded a little bit like uh, Nat King Cole. He had a lot of hits, and uh, sometimes I thought he was underrated because he had so many hits. This is called Kitty O. You know that's wrong I can't stand this playing around Help me up, don't let me down Kiss me, baby, tell me so You know that's wrong that expression. Hey, kitty you know? It's uh, Brooke Benton. That's a really lost vinyl on Stu's Lunchtime Oldie Break. During a pretty good January day as the temperature has hit 40 degrees with sunshine. Take advantage of a, a day like today. All right, coming up after the news, we're going to talk with uh, the uh, Polka King. Dick Piller, just recently retired, and we wanted to get him on the show and talk a little bit about his great career, and maybe you went to some of the uh, great festivals that he had at Ocean Beach, bringing that band with him. What a talented bunch of people, doing all of the great polka hits, people having a wonderful time in those days. He was at a lot of the beer festivals, so we'll talk with him after the 1 o'clock news and then have another open forum. So uh, stay with us. I'd like to thank the guy. Thank the guy. 
And that's his tribute to all those people that put all those bumpity bumps and things, huh? In your Queen of the Hop days.
The Queen of the Hop. Do they still have that? When you go to the sock hops, you have the Queen of the Hop in the the prom. I think they, yeah, prom guy, prom queen, and you get, you know, all the little trophies or whatever you do there. Bobby Darren with Stu at WICH AM and FM. 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. This goes way back. Johnny Ace had one big hit. But he was uh, someone they thought was going to become a superstar. But he died in his early 20s playing Russian roulette. Never forget that. I, I was a kid, and I said, why would you do that? Well, he did. And this is the song that became a classic. Even Elvis Presley recorded the song. However, here's the original version. Johnny Ace. Pledging My Love are not in that song. People think it's Forever My Darling, but it's called Pledging My Love. 
just in case you're asked on Jeopardy. It's a quarter to one, Stu Breyer's Lunchtime Fun. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is back at the Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Their popular winter film series starts January 26th and will feature 20 or more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the Secor Auto Group. All communications and blueprints unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series starts January 26th at The Guard in New London. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. Bobby Vinton started to do a lot of polka songs, too. That became very popular with him. Dick Pillar, of course, will be joining us after the 1 o'clock news. So how about a tune by Bobby Vinton? What do you say? Let's give it a try anyway. Though it hurts to go away, it's impossible to stay. But there's one thing I must say before I go. I love you. I love you. You know how we think. Most everything I do now The time is moving on And I really should be gone But you keep me hanging on For one more smile I love you All the while With your cute little way Will you promise that you'll say Your kisses for me Save all your kids. 
That's kind of a slow poker, would you say? A slow poker? Just just trying to analyze that. This is a little uh, more up-tempo. More of the poker feel. That's me, I'm a slow poker. George Baker selection. I've selected this for our lunchtime oldies today. You know, a lot of songs that were hits in the 40s came back in the 60s and became hits all over again. I'll give you an example. In 1962, a singer by the name of Bernadette Carroll got a hold of this old song and popified it. Became a pretty good hit for her. Well, my heart stood still. 
Well, this, this next song goes out to all the truckers that tune into our program. Thanks for taking me on a ride there. Here's the Grateful Dead. Takes you to news. We're just kind of trucking along here. Look at them. They parallel park that thing. Trucking. Got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking. Like the doodah man. Together. More or less in line. Just keep trucking. Oh, the truck and uh, get ready for the news and hopefully we'll be contacting uh, <laughs> excuse me Dick Piller see I've been doing the poke a little out of breath here news next personality radio WYCHAM 1310 in Norwich 9 FM 
W233DB. Let's find out what is new. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Former Vice President Mike Pence is now tainted by a discovery of government documents at his residence. A lawyer for Mike Pence has informed the National Archives the two small boxes containing potentially classified documents were found at the former Vice President's home last Thursday. Media reports say the FBI collected the materials the following day in Indiana while Mr. Pence was in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life. Pence attorney Greg Jacob notified the acting director at the National Archives about the classified markings. George Williams reporting. Also at townhall.com, another shooting in California. This time in a Northern California agricultural area. A suspect is in custody. This latest mass shooting happened Monday in San Mateo County at two agricultural facilities. At a news conference carried by KGO, Sheriff Christina Corpus said the gunman shot and killed four people and wounded a fifth at a farm on the outskirts of Half Moon Bay, then killed three other people at a location several miles away. Corpus says the suspect is 67-year-old Chun Li Zhao, who's believed to be a worker at one of the facilities. Sal was located in his vehicle in the parking lot of the sheriff's substation here in Half Moon Bay. Police have not determined a motive for the shootings. I'm Donna Water. And police are still at a loss when it comes to a motive for that weekend deadly shooting in the Los Angeles area. The death toll has risen to 11 in that attack at a dance studio in Monterey Park, California. It happened during a Lunar New Year's celebration. Stocks are mixed after gains driven by heavy buying of tech shares. The Dow is up 16 points, but the Nasdaq is down 26. More at townhall.com. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repaired costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. A high-level Ukrainian official has resigned as President Zelensky addresses allegations of high-level corruption. There have been reports that the country's defense ministry paid inflated prices with a relatively unknown firm for food supplies. The department has called this a technical mistake and claims no money had changed hands. The deputy defense minister responsible for supplying troops with food and equipment has still resigned this morning. On Saturday, authorities separately detained the deputy minister for the development of communities, territories and infrastructure, Vasil Lozinski, on suspicion of taking a bribe of more than $350,000 over the supply of electricity generators. The BBC's James Waterhouse. A human rights group and 16 people from Myanmar have filed a criminal complaint in Germany seeking punishment of Myanmar's generals for genocide. That's after a 2021 
government takeover and a crackdown on minority Rohingya Muslims. Breaking news at townhall.com. The maker of M&M's discontinuing its animated Spokes Candy characters after massive amounts of customer complaints. Mars Candy's attempt at being woke fell flat on its face after the company said it wanted the animated characters to be more inclusive, to reflect a, quote, more dynamic, progressive world, end quote. The changes included the green female M&M trading her stilettos for athletic shoes. Mars also introduced a new female character, Purple, in an attempt to address the LGBT movement with her own music video, I'm Just Gonna Be Me. In place of the spokes candy, Mars has now hired four Former Saturday Night Live actress Maya Rudolph is the brand's new celebrity face. Tasha Stevens reporting. Purdue back at number one in the AP Top 25 basketball poll. Alabama, Houston, Tennessee, and Kansas State round out the top five. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, everybody's poker king, Dick Pillars, on the line. Hi, Dick. Good afternoon, Stu. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you. We warmed up for our interview, played a few poker songs on our lunchtime oldies, and got in the mood. So, where do we begin? You've had such a wonderful career and brought people so many smiles and laughs, and uh, some listeners said they used to go down to Ocean Beach and... Do you ever have reunions with all the great musicians that played with you? Well, we've had get probably uh, by uh, monthly uh, manner, but uh, they came from so many different areas. And when they started here in Norwich with me, uh, now I have people that are in Alaska, in Florida, California. And so we're really spread out. But we stay in touch uh, kind of uh, with all the local ones. So it was a big decision, uh, retiring. Um, have you been thinking about it? Or you said, uh, just going to retire? No, it was a big decision that I never had to make, of course, in my life mm-hmm. before. You know, and so what? the first big decision was, with the band to retire the band and then uh, came the final decision here at WICA. Yeah, you had a popular uh, radio show uh, on the weekends and people of course still love the polka music. So so where did it all start, uh, Dick, when you first became the polka king? Well, I, I don't know if I really became a king or not. Uh, several bands call themselves uh, the, the big shots or the kings. Uh, I just like to go out and play for all the people and give them the best performance that can be given by uh, yours truly. Well, you were the people, when you say polka music, they automatically think of your name, so... Uh, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that, and it didn't start that way. I I was in high school, NFA, of course, and... Uh, I was part of a combo, a four-piece combo that played the music, basically back then that was the music of the 40s. And uh, when the group uh, broke up, uh, I retained the trumpet player, and myself of course, and then put together a band. And we started playing the music of the big bands of the 40s, 
and then as it was music of the 50s and when we uh, started taking engagements uh, outside performances uh, it well I should back up a little bit uh, mm -hmm. while I was still in high school I was invited to play for an hour after the basketball games at NFA. So that's where I had my first contact, I guess, with the general public, who was with some of the students that hung around after the game and listened to our music. So when but did, then after yeah. that, we started to uh, play at convalescent homes, believe it or not. I think they were at the time, seven convalescent homes in Norwich. And at Christmas time, we tried playing at one and the response was overwhelming, not only with the patients, but with the nurses and the staff. And so I, I made it a case that for years and years, we played at all the, uh, the local convalescent homes, as well as one or two in Groton or New London. So, when did so the that's basically basically how we started, mm -hmm. and it wasn't intended to be a polka band because, as I mentioned previously, we were playing the music that we heard, and that was the music of the 40s and then the 50s. But what happened is we uh, ended up being exposed, or I ended up being exposed to polka music by my parents who were, were of the Polish uh, descent, and uh, we went to Hartford, to the, the Polish National Home in Hartford, which I read recently has been sold, and uh, this is where all the top Connecticut polka bands uh, performed, and uh, I really became interested in, in their music and what they did with their music. So that's how I got an introduction to uh, mm -hmm. polkas. And when I started playing regular dances with the music of the 40s and 50s, we'd interject the polka every now and then. And I kind of got that from the, the late Lawrence Welk band leader, who, when he was on television, mm -hmm. he always played a polka in addition to all the other styles of music. and once said to him and uh, Myron Thorne, who I became familiar with, that uh, they did that to kind of bring the attention of the audience back after playing maybe a classical song mm -hmm. and a very quiet waltz or something, and they would interject that poker into the middle of the program, and it really brought new life to their audiences when they were broadcasting on TV. It made so that's I guess best way of describing how it got started, and then uh, we went on to get paying jobs, of course. And uh, our first big paying job out of state was at a uh, lounge in Westerly, Rhode Island, and we said, "Oh boy, uh, we've got a booking here. It's <laughs> great. We're going on the road." And when we got to the place, they were so filled with smoke. <laughs> we couldn't believe it. But that was our first uh, out-of-state job. And then we started to get jobs by being on television. There was a television program from Boston, WBZ-TV. Oh, yeah, I uh, watched them. Yep. Community Opticians Hour. Are you familiar with that? 
I am familiar with community auditions, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were auditioned and went on it, and uh, for the first time, a musical group, other than a singer or a dancer, uh, we were asked to come back, and then back and back and back, and as I'm sitting in my uh, office here in Southington, uh, I can see on the wall a picture of the $25 savings bond uh. we received as the champions back then. Well, wow, that's really... Could you tell me approximately what year that was when you were on community auditions? or? Um, so I'd say in the 80s. In the 80s, huh? Very early 80s. So after that, Dick, you were doing all polka music when you went on tour? No, no. Uh, we continued playing our music, but then some of the uh, clubs mm-hmm. hired us for their Polish night, and that started to turn the tide from the modern music to the polka music. Mm-hmm. And I guess the more we played to those before long, we were known as a polka band. And that, of course, was the case uh, here in the Norwich area. But prior to that, we took pride in the big band music, you know, and uh, we even were hired by the Electric Boat Athletic Association uh, to take and play at an annual uh, concert with the comedian of the day, who was Alan King. Oh yeah, I remember you call him. Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. Sure do. And they said, all we want you to do is provide some music as people are coming in, and when we're ready to start the show with Alan, we want you to do an overture. They says, what? <laughs> oh yeah, bring him in with an overture, right? Oh, boy. Well, to make a long story short, we got in touch with an arranger, and he came up. I was very popular, and I was a a fan of the Broadway music at the time, My Fair Lady and all of those in that Mm -hmm. particular range. And uh, he put together a 12-minute overture for us, (laughs) and it was a thrilling event because they said, also, to make it sound like an overture, you need a bigger band than the uh, six or seven musicians you have. And so we added trombones and saxophones, and it was just an amazing experience. I can remember it to this day. Well, this is a, quite an adventure. Uh, I think a listener has a question for you. Hi, WICH. Oh. Would you like to speak well, to... Uh, sure. Th- I was just thinking, first I was going to just tell them what, what childhood memories like I was telling you about going to the beach and um, always listening to the music it it, it kind of made me get fluttery when I first heard it on the radio one Sunday and I thought oh my gosh my husband says you listen to that stuff I said still I said yeah it brings back memories as a child I was at Ocean Beach every day of my life and when he was down there we like I said my aunt would let me go up and watch all the people dance under the tent and um, like I told you, I saw the CPTV um, special. Tell them that was fabulous. And uh, but community auditions, my God, I brought back memories. I forgot about that. I watched that in the the seventies. It's one of your fans, Dick. Here, oh, well, I appreciate that very much. And she's and, and I have uh, I have a friend who, on, when I told her I was listening to you on Sundays, um, it's um, Harvey and Michelle Snitkin. Absolutely. We went to dinner with them last week. 
Oh, oh come on. Well, I'm going to, I just cut her hair last week. She's my, I'm her hairdresser. <laughs> and and I, I told her I was listening one time. This was quite a while ago. And I heard you say their anniversary over the radio. And that's what made me call her. I said, oh, I love that station. And, uh, I just happened to turn it on randomly one Sunday. I wasn't faithful at the time, and you shouted out to me my birthday. So it was kind of oh fun. So anyway, goodness. we're sorry to hear that you're retiring, but you got to enjoy yourself. Well, I enjoyed doing both, but uh, you know, as time goes on, and we have to make other decisions. Mm-hmm. And you made a lot of people happy over the years. Um, the diehards that dressed up in the red and the white with the sneakers and the ties and. It's just so much fun to watch them. So it's a big part of my absolutely. childhood. So. Yes, All right. Absolutely. Well, you take care. Right. Thanks for talking. Thanks for Miss. Well, thank Ms. you. The pleasure is all mine. Okay. Bye bye. All right. There's one of your uh, fans. Uh, she remembers you from Ocean Beach, there, Dick. Yeah, and that's where really what uh, probably put us on the map. Uh, after the uh, Boston Talent Show, we went on Ted Mack. Uh, show out in New York City, and we did very nicely there, and that gave us a lot of exposure. So those two TV programs really let us reach out to people throughout the the country almost. Ted Mack, the original amateur hour, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. But then it came a time that... uh, we were asked by Tony Pirro at Ocean Beach if we'd like to play uh, out on the boardwalk, you know, on their uh, weekday nightly performances. And we said, sure, absolutely, of course. But we had one uh, major problem. Since the city of New London controlled Ocean Beach, we were told we'd have to join the Musicians Union. Oh, Mm-hmm. So that that was another step for us to cross, and we did. We all joined, all the young youngsters, and then Tony uh, put us on once, maybe every other week, and then weekly, and uh, that led to what the lady just referred to. My goodness, let's let's take another call here, Dick. For you, Dick Pillars with us. Hi, WICH. Oh, hi, Dick. Hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, um, my grandmother was from Hartford, Connecticut, moved to Glastonbury, and every holiday time, whatever the holiday was, she'd sing this polka, I believe it was. If I, I'll just do a little bit of it. You could tell me what the words might mean, because it's in Polish. Go ahead. Ready? Okay. Okay. Hupai shupai, hupai shupai, yada, spachamen yadawa, hupai shup. Yes, you're right. Holy classical song. It's a raising cane, having a good time. That's what it was all about. I'm kidding. And, that's, and okay. that's one of the early, early polka hits. Goes way, way back. Wow, that's great. So that's what it was all about, huh? Ah, uh, yes, yes. <clears throat> so you must, uh, I assume you've amassed quite a, a vinyl collection of polka music, or... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that leads me back to the, the beginnings mm-hmm. when I was a friend of Joe Lidzinski. My parents introduced me to his poker show well, yeah. right there at WICH. You know, I always remember that guy, a great, great icon for WICH. Many years, and, yes. 
focus. And, uh, we got to see him and talk to him. I remember going on a regular basis uh, to see him at his place of work. It was a men's clothing store in Norwich. Mm-hmm. And we'd talk about what we have to hear about polkas. And when one of us got a word that a new record was coming out, we'd go over to the, I guess it was Gaffney's, Gaffney's record yep. store back then. And uh, so we uh, started collecting them. And, of course, you utilize them on your uh, programs. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Once we got established, then the record companies of the uh, poker people would start sending complimentary DJ copies to Mm -hmm. us. We're talking with Dick Piller at WICH. Dick has just recently retired, but what a tremendous career and what a lot of joy he brought to so many people with his poker band. Hi, WICH. like to talk to Dick. Go ahead. Good afternoon, Mr. Piller. Hello. Richard and I want to wish you a long, healthy, happy retirement, you and Joanne, and I uh, just thought I would bring in a little bit of a blast from the past here. Hope all is oh, well with you. Do. Absolutely. I'd like to hear it. Do you know who this is? It's, it's hard to tell with my cell phone. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's... This is Crystal. Crystal, this uh, is Crystal. Oh, Crystal Terrigan. Yes, how are you? Oh, yes, and uh, Stu Crystal was one of my original secretaries when I operated out of Uncasville. Nice to hear your voice. Well, nice to hear your voice, too. Um, we, we heard you were going to be on, and we just uh, wanted to uh, call and say a long, healthy, happy retirement to you and Joanne. And uh, we miss your Sunday morning uh, program. It was part of our uh, Sunday morning routine for many years. Yes. And uh, so Crystal, here we are. Crystal, <laughs> are you a polka dancer? A uh, little bit. The little only person bit. I could really do the polka with real well was my husband's grandfather. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> my husband and I remember your feet. husband Dick as well. It's nice. It's giving my best. Well, it was nice to say hello to you and. Um, Thanks for calling. Wishing you Crystal. all the best, and we miss you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Crystal. Very nice to talk to you. That's great. Anybody else like to talk to Dick Piller? Who brought uh, so much joy? So uh, then you went when you went uh, entertaining. It was all polka music, or did you mix in other stuff? No, you had to mix uh, that in with the music of the day. Mm-hmm. So then we graduated from the forties music, uh, you know, the Glenn Miller songs and all of those, and Perry Como and all, sure. and then up to the fifties, and uh, that's when the rock and roll uh, took over. And I, yeah might add that when I started before I had a band I took guitar lessons there was a place I think it was Marie's Music Center in downtown Norwich mm-hmm. and uh, I'd take guitar because I really fell in love with uh, country western music and I think if I hadn't gone down the polka route I would have gone down the country route yeah that's interesting. I mean, you could maybe you could make uh, a polka out of your cheating heart. Well, people have done that. That's, I know that's, they do that. Oh, oh yes. They oh, yes. Change the uh, arrangement. Here's another uh, person who wants to talk to you. Hi, WICH. You'd like to talk to Dick? Are you talking to me? Talking to you. Dick Hello. Miller, this is Dick Rake. We Ooh. played in the NFA band together. 
and Andy Tellier changed us both from trumpet to E-flat horn. Oh, my goodness. My, oh, my. I, I remember all of that. <laughs> now you're making me go back to the NFA uh, years and when, uh, let's see. Danny Pepper and Bobby Brouard. Sure. Sure. And when I was uh, at NFA, I wanted to be involved in music. And so I applied, and uh, they had the concert band, and then they had the marching band for football and all those games. And uh, I said, what instrument do you play? And, of course, guitar. Well, you don't have a guitar, really, in a marching band <laughs> or in a concert band, except the special occasions. So I said, well, what do I do? And the band leader, by the name of Mr. Edwards, I think, he preceded uh, uh, Tellier, uh, said, what instrument do you like besides the guitar? And I said, the trumpet. And he replied back to me, okay, uh, we have plenty of trumpet players right now, but if you're willing to take and play a mellophone, which has the same mouthpiece and the same fingering as a trumpet, we can put you in on that. So that's how I managed to get my way into the uh, NFA band and originally then went on to trombone and baritone trumpet, baritone horn. Well, sir, I'm glad you called today. I'm sure that uh, Dick's appreciated hearing from you again. Good luck. Absolutely. Thank you. Enjoy your retirement. My Dick Pillar, this is your life. I feel like that's that program right now. I, I hope I'm not talking too uh, long. No, yet. no, no. This is fun. This is fun. If anyone else, we have a few more minutes. Yeah, they they want to talk to you, buddy. Hi, WICH. Hi, Stu. It's Patrice. You want to talk to Dick Pillar? <laughs> um, I can't hear you very well. Okay. Well, I have me? a guest. I have a guest. I'm sorry, dear. Um. So, do you have a favorite, I mean, this is a favorite polka song that you always would say made sure that you sang with the, when you were entertaining? Well, they were the popular polkas of the day, but I think uh, one song that uh, most of your audience would remember was the Beer Barrel Polka. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to like that, and people always ask to hear that, as well as an instrumental of, of the day called the clarinet polka. So those two probably stand out. I remember uh, Arthur Godfrey singing the Two Fat Polka. Uh, absolutely. I remember that well as well, just as much. I don't know if that would go over today, but it was a it was a big... no. It wouldn't. That's why I'm thinking that as you're speaking to me about it, it certainly <laughs> wouldn't. I know, but nobody seemed to get upset in those days. Hi, WICH. Say hi to Dick. Hey, Dick Pella. This is Sarah oh, speaking. I want to Who? remind you. Who's this? Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Yes. Oh, everybody. Uh, Stu, did you know the, how uh, the uh, years back, fire department, you were always uh, very yeah. industrious. And when my father was building homes on Trading Cove Drive, you had a crew of landscapers that you used to um, 
landscape the lawn and plant the seeds for the showing of the homes. So you are always industrious. Oh, Sarah, Besides that music. Right. Okay. Thanks, Sarah. We appreciate Good the call. Good nice talking to you, Sarah, Bye-bye. and uh, she makes me think of another part of when I was growing up in high school to earn a few dollars. I worked for a contractor, uh, the Lather Brothers Builders in Uncasville, and earned a few dollars planting lawns for them when they were building new houses. Mm-hmm. So, Dick, what are your plans now? What do you? What would you like to do? Well, just take it easy. I'd like to travel more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm involved with the church, and uh, we're getting ready uh, next month to go to Florida for a brief vacation like we try to do every year. Sure, get out of the cold for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, try to recharge the battery and all, but that's basically it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been involved in so many phases where I have my own record company. The radio show, the band, and then the enterprises where we uh, started that Pocabration at, at, at Ocean Beach in New London. And that was the longest running polka festival in the country. I'm sure. I remember. For 11 days a night. I remember promoting it for years. It's uh, Everybody right. knew that one. Let's see. Uh, hi, WICH. You want to say hi to Dick? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon, Dick. I, uh, I can't. I can't say that I'm a. Uh, I've been a fan. I don't really know of you, uh, but as soon as I heard you as a guest and heard you talk, I had I had uh, a throwback to my youth, and I grew up uh, in a Polish National Catholic family. Uh, uh-huh. And the the my, every Sunday, my grandmother, who was from Warsaw, turned on her radio for the polkas, but she also turned it on for, and she used to call it obetic? Yes, that that's uh, where a polka is a 2-4 tempo in music, and then the obetic is a 3-quarter, three 3-4 three tempo, 1-2-3, and that, that uh, could be compared to a waltz, but at a faster tempo. Hmm. Thank you so much for that clarification. I appreciate that. So it has to do with the tempo. I appreciate your call very much. Thank you, sir. Oh, all the best as you uh, as you go on with your life. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Boy, this is fun, isn't it? (laughs) This is really fun. It's bringing back a million memories. Is there such a thing as a slow polka song? Yes. Uh, that's a good question. For people like because me? Because when the polka uh, first became popular, it was at a very uh, lively tempo. Yeah. But then a band from uh, Chicago, uh, along with other bands from Chicago, they played a much slower tempo. Huh. And our Eastern band... Connecticut bands, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, that's what I call Eastern bands. Uh, We tried to get in between the two tempos, and that worked out very well until one of the bands from Connecticut called the Connecticut Twins from the Hartford, Bristol area, they recorded an album, and it was almost twice the speed of uh, any polka anybody's heard, and they 
had a big hit called Holiday in Poland. Hmm. So there, there were many tempos, and throughout the United States, you know, you, you have different tempos, different styles of polkas. Not only the Polish polkas, the German, the Slovenian, the Bohemian. Wow. And so it, it, it's, it's quite a world of its own. That's amazing. Uh, WICH, want to say hi to Dick? It's quite a world of its own. That's amazing. Uh, You're on the air, if you want to say hi. Hi, Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. He's Dick is, Dick is listening. Go ahead. I'm here. Okay. Good afternoon. How are you, Otto? Hey, I had a small band back in the late 60s, early 70s also, and... Uh, I never got to meet you, but I always, I always wanted to be you. And uh, I had a little band that's called The Starlight. The Starlights. And, uh, mm-hmm. I had Tony Orsini as a drummer. No kidding. Oh, we know Tony, yeah. yeah. And I remember yep. the band. I remember the band. Oh, that's yep. great. The name of the band wow. was The Starlighters. Did you play all kinds of music? Yes, we did, yeah. Yeah, we had... Uh, yeah, I said uh, Tony Rossini and Nick Fezzik and Eddie mm-hmm. Harrell and myself, and I was on trumpet, and uh, Eddie was on an accordion, and uh, we used to have a good time. We always played for a lot of the places, you know, around here, like the, you know, the French Club in Jewett City, the Jacques yeah. Club, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of small places. We had a good time, you know, we were just a, you know, a bunch of kids. Well, I'm, you know? glad, I'm glad you yeah, checked in. None of it, None of us are old enough to have a driver's license, so our parents used to haul us all over the place, you know. <laughs> but uh, I always uh, always liked Mr. Puller. All right. Thank well, you, sir. I'm glad you I called. I appreciate that. Thank you. Dick, did you ever go out of the country with the band? Oh, yes. We, we did cur- cruises. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, uh, you know, through my fan club and my appearances around the country, we went to Bermuda... And uh, let's see, St. Martin. And I'm trying to think of another one that was very favorite with us. Across to Mexico. So we did the cruises on the cruise ships and we'd bring the busload of people with us. <laughs> and it was quite a time. How about the uh, German beer festivals? Yes, there were, well, you remember they had in Norwich. Yeah, beer I festivals. I'm trying to remember the the actual <laughs> name. It wasn't called beer festival. Oh, something local still. Uh, mm. Well, they have a, the Rose Arts Festival used to have a beer fest within it, and uh, yeah, I think that's where we played there once, mm-hmm. and then something else turned up, and it went from a ten o'clock at night until two in the morning. Wow. In the now outside the Norwich area, and I remembered it well because on that particular Saturday, I had three engagements. I had a wedding from twelve noon to four o'clock. Amazing! I had another event from five to nine, and then we ran to the festival and played from ten until two. And I'm just amazed at how we possibly could have survived it, but we obviously did. Amazing. He must have drank a lot of coffee or something. I don't know. That's amazing. You could do that. Let me take another call for you. Hi, WICH. Hi. Say hi to Dick. 
to thank him for having um, starting Pocabration. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very but, um, much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I used to go the whole the whole week. It was it was just a really really good time of all people from all over the country okay. getting together and and doing doing the polka. Even on my first date with my husband, he's not a polka dancer. You did a polka on the first date with your husband, huh? No, we went to we went to Ocean Beach because I had tickets. Okay, but um, but we went. Um, we went out to dinner at Paul Richards in Waterford, and then I said, no, now we have to go to Ocean Beach to Bocabration. <laughs> so even though he didn't, we didn't go into the um, the event, you could still hear it all around him. Well, I'm, I'm glad you joined us um, today. Thank you. Look at the memories these people have with you, my friend, huh? Isn't that something? Well, you know, at Bocabration, we had music day and night. Uh-huh. We would start during the morning in the picnic pavilion, and then when that ended, just before dinner time, Tony Pirro had a tent out on the boardwalk. Tony, as you know, is, was the manager, and a band played there, so people could hear music all day long if they were in the vicinity of the beach. That's right. And then after dinner, we moved into the ballroom. So they've really exposed polka music to all the people. I had a friend. I have a friend who uh, was in your band. Uh, I don't know if you remember because you probably have had a lot of band. Ma- Tom Mashurik was one oh, of you. Oh, Tommy Mashurik, clarinet and saxophone. Yeah, yes, he, I remember him well from the band. I always tell him, take out the clarinet and play it. You know, he's got it stored away there. Yeah, well, uh, sometimes we have to change, you know, we get away from the practice. And I know, all that. I know. But, you know, I remember Tom very well. Well, I'll tell him, uh, I'll tell him I talked to you. Hi, WICH, want to say hi to Dick. Hello. Hi. Well, I just wanted to say hi, and besides that, I wanted to mention to Dick that back when I was a child, my dad always used to listen to his show on Sundays on the radio. And that was where I actually learned to polka. Ooh, right. uh-huh. That's interesting. Pardon? It said, he, said it, she, he said it's interesting. Uh, was it hard to learn how to do the polka? No, not really. My father was very patient. Uh-huh. So... Anyway, that's all I just wanted to share, that little story. Thank, thank you, We dear. always enjoyed the show. It was every Sunday we would listen to it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. So when you're learning to do the polka, you know, I, I, not, I must say that I'm not a great dancer. I'm not afraid of stare, but when I dance, people do stare at me. But um, Well, that's two of us. That's you and I are both not dancers. Okay. So when you do the polka, somebody's, yes. the, somebody's the leader, or you're just, uh, you know, just... Yes, yes, yes. Somebody does the, the leading, and you just follow the crowd that's out on the dance floor. They mm-hmm. dance in a circular motion. Mm-hmm. So they're all going the same way. Yeah, that's... Important, sure. And uh, usually the man leads the uh, woman, and if they're couples, in my case, the woman leads me. 
Yeah, that's that would be me, of course. And uh, and people you always say to me, uh, why why aren't you a good dancer? And I said, it's simple. When the music's playing, I'm playing the music. That's right. I'm not out on the floor. That's right. And that's, you know, you you're watching everybody have a good time, and you're giving them the good time. Can you hold on a second, Dick? We're going to take a little break, and we have some final thoughts with you. Be happy to do so. All right. Dick Pillar, the pillar of the community when it comes to poker, music, and entertainment. And we will be right back at WICHAM and FM. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at positivecoach.org. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is back at the Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Their popular winter film series starts January 26th and will feature 20 or more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to GuardArts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the Secor Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series starts January 26th at the Guard in New London. Dick Pillar, everybody's poker king, is with us for a few more minutes. As you know, recently he's retired, but what great stories we're hearing. Let's take an, one more call or two. Hi, WICH. Say hi to Dick Pillar. Well, I did, but I want to say something else. I completely agree with you, Dick. You do not n- have to know how to do the polka. My mother was Polish. Um, her family lived on Tobacco Road in Lebanon, Connecticut, uh, just up the street from the old log cabin inn. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And and we would go to weddings, and <laughs> it was all Polish people there, and we, us kids would just get out there and just just one, two, three, one, two, three, just, you know, and I think it's fun because the girls dance with the girls. You see a lot of older women just grabbing us, aunt or an uncle, your grandmother, and women can dance with women, and most of them do do that, so... Um, As uh, I, Bob Hope would say, thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. And then uh, one other thing is, um, what is going to replace the show? Um, can we trickle in a little polka music, even though it's not you? Because we're all going to miss that Sunday thing. You know, right now we're doing, until we figure out what we're going to do, we have a thing called real estate, and maybe we can get some of them uh, showing off of places and doing polka while they're doing oh, it. Real estate, oh, that's going to be thrilling. Sorry to be okay. so. <laughs> i got to run. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fun. So I wish you all good things with what you're going to do there, Dick Pillar. Oh, thank you so much, Stu. It must and be you. You and I kind of know it. Where would the station be without Stu Breyer? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I mean it. It must be a joy for you to think of uh, all the people you brought happiness to through the years. I mean, that's a remarkable thing to uh, have accomplished. So everybody appreciates you. Well, and I appreciated them. We were like one big family. Mm-hmm. Well, you take care of yourself, and I hope you keep in touch with us. I'll be glad to, and uh, this has been a highlight of my life today, being on your program with you. Dick so Pella, I thank you very much. Thank you so much for everything. Take care. You too, my friend. Bye-bye. Dick Pillar. Maybe you remember him from Ocean Beach or here and there and uh, beer festivals. Amazing. Amazing guy. Glad we could have him on today. And we'll be right back on WICH.
94.5 and 1310WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of an LG wash tower with ultra-large capacity, serving up a powerful yet gentle clean in just 29 minutes. Making this the sound of savings on the best appliance brands. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop final days to get an LG wash tower now up to 25% off. Pricing valid January 5th through January 25th, 2023. Gas dryer extra. U.S. only. See store online for details. Thanks for all those wonderful calls. You really uh, made Dick's day and uh, some people that worked with him and some people that just enjoyed the music. It's a name that just about everybody knows, Dick Piller, who just recently has retired. And, uh, of course, we have the Sakowitzes who are on the weekend poker show. I hope you catch them. They, of course, put on a great show and play some wonderful poker music. All right, this portion of our program is an open topic. And the number is 889-5252. I'm sorry if you couldn't get through because the lines were just lit up through the whole uh, little chat that we had. But if you'd like to add something, uh, you're welcome to do so. W-I-C-H-A-M and F-M or anything else. I I mentioned this earlier, and I just want to mention it again, that um, the Better Business Bureau has uh, issued a scam alert with marijuana dispensary scams that are on the rise. Many people are getting them through the mail, and they're not real and uh, could be dangerous, so just be careful with that. And we welcome you to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. Well, I grew up in a Polish family. I'm half Polish. And yes, every Sunday morning, I always heard that music come on. I bet you were a polka dancer, no? Yes, a big one. Because you got a lot of energy. Well, yeah, and then I hurt my ankle, and it hasn't really been the same since. Let me tell you, I feel storms when they come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. When you break, uh, uh, you know, you hurt yourself, and what is that? It's a little arthritis or something, huh? Yeah, well, it, it... you know, it, it's all fine, but you just feel it in the joint area around your ankle. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, I got some news. Mm-hmm. Has anybody heard this? Okay, we're ready. Mike Pence has documents oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. his Indiana home. Yeah, that was, on our, that was on our news last hour. That's, it makes me think, i got to start checking to see if I have any documents. I don't know. Everybody seems to have them. Well, here's another one. If anybody, well, Tucker Carlson will probably get on this one. Uh, the FBI agent Charles McGonagall, he uh, it was indicted. Uh, he was a Comey appointee, counterintelligence. Oh, boy. Oh, the tangled web we weave when we choose to deceive. Mm. He... All of them in the Russia hoax against Trump, they're the ones that were actually dealing with, not Russia, this guy was dealing with Albania, this guy was dealing with a CDC um, energy uh, Chinese conglomerate, same one that Hunter Biden was getting paid by. So if you hear the name McGonagall, and he's an indicted FBI agent. Um, 
Well, pay attention to it, because he is connected to everybody that was trying to take Trump down. Well, this, uh, you, I just can't keep up with this stuff every day. It's a, So what, do they just randomly search Pence's house or somebody with a little I don't little know tip how that happened. I feel like they're going, over, going to everybody's place. Well, I called him past tense, Pence. I didn't trust him after it. I said that way back at the beginning. I never trusted him. So... Why he's he, okay? Here he is. He's the vice president. He's not supposed to have any either. You know, only a president who can declassify anything he wants really can have documents. Now, supposedly they say Obama has a ton of them hidden away somewhere till his library gets done, and Bush has a whole bunch of them that he won't. Senior Bush at their library. He's got a bunch of them he did not want open for 58 years. Now, I don't know why or what's in them. But, you know, they all, the real presidents can take documents and declassify them. But Pence could not, and um, they have, well, supposedly the last thing I heard about Joe Biden is that he had documents from when he was in the Senate. And that was a long time ago. Well, I'm not sure. I've heard that, but I'm not sure it's actually true. So, well, I've been hearing it on. Mm -hmm. I I listen to Levin and everybody. Mm -hmm. I go all over the radio. Well, uh, I don't get the document thing. I don't know why anybody would want to even take them home or have them in their uh, premises. Well, I will tell you, Dan Bonchino. He wants everyone to watch his podcast, the video, but he is on Rumble if anybody is internet savvy. It's a, it's a, whatever, it's, it's not like YouTube or any of the others. You could just basically say whatever you want without getting thrown off. Mm -hmm. And he's got it all down packed because he was a secret service agent for Obama. He knows all these people. I cannot believe all the names. Well, he's amazing. I've, I've watched him, and wow. he doesn't hold back whether you agree with him or not. He just lays it out. Yeah, I, I love it when he tells everybody to kiss his beep you know, <laughs> right I'm, on the radio. I'm not changing what I'm saying. All right, so I'm getting a little tight here, but thanks for checking in. Okay. See ya. Hi, WICH. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. It's little old me again. Mm-hmm. I went to the utility department and parked my car outside and came out, and this huge excavating truck parked, pulled over to let me go. I looked at the name of the excavating company, and lo and behold, there is no business name filing with Connecticut. And it's called RLB Americas. So the fumes were, the exhaust fumes reeked when I was crossing the street to get to my car. These are the people that should be paying clean air act fees. Well, every and, big vehicle and pay it has until that. they upgrade their exhaust systems. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. I remember uh, when I was going to Boston English High School, and we had to wait for the bus, and all the buses were outside, and uh, they were lined up, and I still can smell the exhaust fumes in my mind.
picture all these buses with a motor running, waiting for all the kids to come out. Or when we were kids then, we were a little older, and the exhaust fumes were unbelievable. Hi, WICH. Hello. Hello, goodbye. WICH, hi. Are you there? Hey, Stu. Hey, yeah, go ahead. Great great interview with Dick Pillow there. Thank you. <clears throat> I I only caught the last half of it, but I just had a course. I, I remember going to Ocean Beach a lot and uh, them playing in the pavilion, but was that, uh, was that a weekend thing or a week that, that focused on? Was that like all week or was that just a weekend? I can't or? tell you for sure, but I, pretty, I, I thought it was a weekend thing. But I, Somebody might have a... Uh, for sure answer, but I thought the weekends were filled with uh, Dick Pillar's band. That's how I yeah. remember it. I used to I used to get off the beach and go watch them and listen. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, they, <laughs> they were having fun. They were yeah. dancing up a storm. Those, you know, a lot of good-looking ladies, too. <laughs> <laughs> did you learn the polka? Yeah, I did. All right, there you go. I kind of learned it, you know, just by following, you know, kind of yeah. picked it up by, you know, just watching and learning it. You know. well, good times, good times. It was. I mean, it was, it was great uh, back mm. then. So I think it was weekends. Maybe it was more. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I was just curious. I, I, I know it was like a, definitely a, week, a whole weekend, yeah, but uh, someone said they had like a whole week long things, but maybe not. I don't know. <clears throat> Thanks for checking in. Okay, thanks, bye. Hi, welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, yes. Hi, this is Dave by the fireplace, but you know what? When I'm at the polka dances, I'm called Polka David. Polka Dave. Uh, I can shed some light on uh, Dick Pillar and his wonderful polka band. He's an icon with with the polka uh, dances. He had the, always the greatest bands. I mean, he's... He's, he's always been a great promoter, uh, a very good American, and also um, he always had, he always played the, um, the um, <clears throat> always respected the, the, the military by playing um, the, um, the, the polkas with, um, you know, honoring the different branches. And oh, then that's we wonderful, would stand yeah. up, depending what branch we're in, we would stand up. And and that's a, that's a beautiful song, um, and uh, anyway, um, the third week of June is is the um, polka weekend. It runs between Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, these draw great bands, uh, always the best. And um, the uh, ballroom at uh, New London uh, is open, wide open. Oh, good. We'll promote it that when it's coming up so people friend. won't miss it. Mm-hmm. And it draws hundreds and hundreds of people. Again, it's the third week of June. If you you want to get in on it, even just as a listener, or better yet, get in and dance. Uh, and it's 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 the most beautiful music. They play music for not not just polkas, but mm-hmm. but the um, the Polish waltzes, uh, the Oberics. Um, they honor many requests, and it is one of the most successful. The Polish are very successful people and very good people too. I've followed them and danced now for about forty years. Well, Dave, um, I wish I had in more many t- states. Yeah. I wish I had more time, but Dave by the fireplace and also talking about 
polka or polka mm-hmm. in the fireplace, a little polka there. That uh, so I thank you for the calling. Okay, well, thank you. Still, please call us again soon. Thank be, you. I've got news Bye. coming up, but I'd love to talk to you more about it. Oh, certainly we can. Some sometime I'll call you back. All right, okay? buddy. Thanks. Thank you so Have much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. It's almost two. I'm too much fun. Roll out the barrel. At Hall Communications, we've helped thousands of local businesses be heard by their customers and potential customers with their radio commercials. Now we can help you be seen by your potential customers as well. Target your customers where they are with Hall Digital. We'll track them down in their home, their office, at your competitor's business, and send them your message. We can reach people that are looking to dine out or buy a car. Sales, line two. We send them an online ad for your business. We can even send them an ad when they're visiting your competition. They'll hear your ad on the radio and see your ad online with Hall Digital. At Hall Communications, we combine two of the most powerful marketing tools, radio and digital, to get you more customers and increase your sales and profits. To find out more, go to our station webpage and the Contact Us tab to get started. Radio and digital. A great one-two punch for your business. Thank you so much for those nice calls. It really made uh, Dick Pillar's day, and he deserved it. To be honored for all of the uh, wonderful entertainment through the year. We are just about out of time, so let's go to 2 o'clock with uh, Bob Cruz Generation. This song is called Music to Watch Girls By. We don't need music, do we? Catherine Murray used to say, put a little fun in your life and try dancing. Maybe we should dance more. More dancing. All right. Okay, the kids are back today. Here they are. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you. Fire Chief of Norwich is on with us tomorrow. Fire Chief Matoya. And you may have some questions for him, and we'll take a whole bunch. Also in February, we're going to do a a whole hour, just about a whole hour, on the uh, Norwich State Hospital. Um, There's going to be a documentary out on it. Well, we'll tell you more about it as we get a little closer. And it is getting closer. Today's the 24th of January. Slow down, January.
If you missed our show, you can get it on a podcast. Just go to WICH.com, check out the podcast. Usually posted around 3 in the afternoon. Please be kind to each other. Do a little more dancing. WICHAM 1310 in Norwich. Jimmy Fallon after the news. And uh, we're on FM 2, 94.5 W233D.